right here. Are you ready for some football? Your sports leader, WHS Shelby. The game plays right here. Are you ready for some football? Your sports leader, WHS Shelby, WLON Lincoln, WCSL, Charitable Gastonia. right here. Are you ready for some football? Your sports leader, WHS Shelby, WLON Lincoln, WCSL, Charitable Gastonia. And we are live today, ladies and gentlemen. Shock Jocks podcast here from Cherryville, North Carolina. Kevin Hastings, Hunter Yancey here. Intern Tanner in between us. Say hello to the people, Tanner. Hey, how's it going? There you go. Hey, hey. I think that's the most I've got him to talk on this show ever. <laughs> What's up, Tanner? What's up? Now, one of your objectives. Now, now he is. He, he's one of our um, our interns. Or the the only intern right now. I mean, we, we've we've had a few, and uh, working on some of that. We've got to kick Zach's corner out here in a minute minute for that, and for the folks on the artwork. But uh, one of Tanner's objectives that I wrote down is 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 being more, you know, open to to talking publicly. Hunter is is, is come out and and, and talk. You gotta more. say it with he's your a, chest. He's an aspiring rapper, mm. so yes. if he wants to yes. be able to perform, I know have I know. It's different, but you got to be able to talk to folks, and, and a lot of times the business end talking to people when you're not rapping or not doing the music. Is, I'll say this too: it's more important if you can talk on a microphone in front of no people. It will help you if you ever have to public speak in front of a lot of people. So this is this is just practice. This is just how you look at it. It's just practice because then you'll just start listening to your own voice when you talk in front of people, not caring. But but you can pretend they're naked if you want. 
don't Have you ever had to do that, Hunter? You pretend that you're don't do that. talking to you naked? Don't do that. No. I don't I don't, yeah. I don't recommend that. That used to be the the, the, the big uh That's what they would tell advice. You. Yeah. Just pretend everybody in the in the room's naked. <laughs> Unless you see a bunch of old ladies out there. <laughs> hey, well, I, 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 listen, I ain't telling you what to think about that. That's up to you. I'm not right? a, I, I'm not an agent. <laughs> <laughs> listen. Hunter. Hunter. I mean Tanner. Those ladies, experience, experience counts, Hunter. I mean, Tanner. God, I'm gonna call whoever's sitting in this seat, Hunter, no matter who it is, yeah. just by turning and looking. And then you being there is really well. I mean, my, that's what my, you my, get my, my for letting eyesight. him sit in my spot. I know you're. You spot. are. Here goes you're Tom. normal. Here comes Cinefani over listen, here. My spot. Listen, I'm trying to teach Tanner right how to now. run this. Stuff. You're very lucky that you get to sit in that spot. Oh God, I've been sitting in that spot. For a whole season. I was about to say, it's not been that long. <laughs> a whole season. <laughs> yeah, it's not been that long at all. And you just basically said, away with you. What? I mean, I don't bite. I get the, I get COVID once and he throws me away. That's what it is. He said, he said, <laughs> way, Kevin said I can't be anywhere near you. I can't be anywhere near you now. So, so you're lucky. Watch yourself, though. No, next he's going to move you over there and not even put you in. Oh, God. We might just have <laughs> That's to... Zach's spot. Might have to just leave Zach uh, over in the corner for today's show. I'm not really trying to work too hard to get back there. Hey, there's Tanner. We can use that one. How about that? There we go. All right, for you folks listening on there, we are just, you know, not doing shit right now. Uh, Big news this weekend uh, in the NFL, a trade coming through. We're going to talk about that with Matthew Stafford, what that means for the rest of the league. Um, Some other news and notes in the NFL. In fact, the top headlines are all NFL, and none of them are talking about Chiefs and Bucks. Mm-hmm. And we're going to maybe touch a little bit about on that here and there. We've got college basketball. We've got Major League Baseball. We've got racing. We've got all kinds of things to get into uh, this week. I uh, kind of want to start just, you know, we'll, me and Tanner and Andre down the hall having a little fun. Hunter talking, uh, you know, speaking of Tanner wanting to always oh, got to turn that to a little rap or whatever that. You know, I like uh, these reaction videos where kids get or or anybody gets on and 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 watches music they haven't haven't mm-hmm. listened to. Like this would to me, Hunter, that right there is almost a dream job for me. If I could get paid, and, and to, it's basically you're a college, basically like a college teacher. I I, I took classes in, at App. I had history of of rock and roll, um, history of pop music, and history of country music. Yeah. And those classes are kind of like what these folks do online when they do these reaction videos. Some of them, uh, mm-hmm. in in, I like the ones that are educational. What I mean, folks don't listen is that you can go online and, and and on YouTube and stuff, and they'll play a song. Let's say, I don't know, um, Billy Ray Cyrus, "Achy Breaky Heart." Right. You ever heard of "Achy Breaky Heart," Tanner? No. Now I say that. Now watch this. Who did your dad bodyguard for? Run DMC and Billy Ray Cyrus. Isn't that something he should have mentioned in the previous few shows? Right. That his dad was a bodyguard for Run DMC and, and Billy, Billy Ray, Ray Cyrus. Cyrus. Yeah. Which one you don't you don't know? Achy Breaky Heart. Which that was Billy Ray Cyrus's one and only hit single. I don't listen to it's, country. It swept the Tanner. It swept the nation. I'm talking, it's one of those, you know, you get you kids today get a dance that goes across, you know, everybody's doing a dance or whatever. Well, I'll put it this way. 
The achy breaky heart was country music's version of WAP. Oh God, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, what I mean by that is that people, you know, doing dance challenges or what? I don't know. Name, 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 you know, a song that you, you, if you want to, you can name a song right now that people are doing like <clears throat> dances to. But achy breaky heart had a line dance. The girl, the women loved Billy Ray Cyrus. Um, your dad didn't get to hang out with Miley or anything, did he? Miley was too young. He, didn't, he, he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't teaching her bad things back then. He wasn't involved. <laughs> and no, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, so Run DMC. Uh, you know who Aerosmith is? Yeah. Okay. How to check? How to check with these boys? These, these things. I like to ask these questions. These things are fun. Whenever some old rappers. Uh, let's see. <laughs> let him listen to Little Outcast. Some bombs over Baghdad. Right before you got here, Hunter. Uh. I played in the Buster Rhymes Ling Park song for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we did. Let's see. I didn't, I didn't play Bone Thugs yet, but he says he's no. He knows Bone it. Thugs and Harmony. We'll have to. We'll have to play them for him. Um, let's see. He knew who DMX was, right? Yeah. You're on top of that, of course. Biggie and Tupac. I'm trying to think of some other ones back in the day. That. What about Mystical? Mm. I tell you, get a party started. What about, ugh, I don't know. Uh, of course, everybody knows who Snoop Dogg is. That's that's just like the, you know easiest, who the other thing dog in, is? easiest thing in the world. You know the other dog? No. You know, Nate Dog? No. Huh? No. No. Oh, yeah. Regulators? What about, what about Exhibit? <clears throat> um, I know who Exhibit is, but right. I don't really remember his music. Okay, that is understandable. I'll give you a pass on that one. Uh, what? You, you just said Nate Warren G. That's what you, you said. Warren regulators. G. Regulators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the regulators. Know that song. Mm-hmm. Regulator. No. <sighs> so like. Bum, 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 all right. So bum. Tanner. It was a clear. To know to be, what you want to be and do what you want to do. You gotta know a little bit about your past. Rappers delight. Sugarland Gang. Sugar not, Hill Gang. Sugar Hill Gang. But also the Warren G. Regulators. Like a lot. It's not my favorite one, mm-hmm. but it's. It's as OG, Warren G, I guess, as you can get. Uh, rap, everybody likes it. Like, you ask anybody old school rap, they'll say that uh, is one of their favorites. Of course, we listen to a little bit of Tupac and stuff, uh, a little bit down down the aisle. Uh, Buster Rhymes, of course, uh, a little bit of that. You like Cypress Hill? Do you know who Cypress Hill is? No. All right. Boom. Do you know, boom, boom. Do you know who Vanilla Ice is? Boom. Yes. Boom, okay. Boom. All right. Well. Have you heard Ice Ice Baby? Yes. Okay. A lot of people hadn't. Got a nice this little, age, probably. It's got a nice little hook. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty famous for that. <laughs> I think it's pretty famous. He, for he that. Even says it in the song. Don't yeah, he? I mean. check out the hook while the DJ revolves it. <laughs> ice, ice, baby. Boom, right. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, he got sued for that. You know who sued him? <laughs> so you don't know who who had that beat and then sued the mm. ice. Mm. It's an old Queen song. Oh, okay. Um. Called Under Pressure is the name of the song. Um, Under Pressure. Looking down on me. Yeah, I know that song. I know that song, but I did not know that they sued. The only one I know. That beat comes from the dun 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 dun. dun. He put an extra beat in it. Uh That's how he got out. So it's like a. I don't know if this is exact, but let's say there's seven beats in the. Under mm-hmm. pressure, he added an eighth beat to it, right? And that's how he tried to. They got out of the sampling because I know there that, was, that was when sampling started. I there was a, 
lawsuit that was coming up a few years ago. I mean, actually, it might have been more than a few years ago, maybe like five years ago. I think it was Katy Perry had dropped a song, and I think Juicy J was suing her because mm-hmm. the uh, the beat was too close to one of the, like the songs that he had made. Yeah. So, I mean, that's well, it's legitimate. At what point, and I used to think about this, mathematically speaking, do you get to a point where you all the possible beats slash songs have already been written? Mm-hmm. And I ask that because I've actually seen a scientist who wrote a computer program that did that. So there is a scientist in a, that, that has written in a, a computer program that has went together and put together every yeah, it was, possible uh, like good sounding music. Katy Perry made that song Dark Horse, and uh, the jury ruled the song is a copyright infringement. Okay. Of which, of what song? Ah, let me click on it and get what exact song it was. They said it's a ripoff. <laughs> Oh no! It was, he was, she was sued by the rapper Christian rapper Flame. He claimed you know her twenty three hit song you know? "Dark yeah. Horse" was a ripoff from his Grammy nominated Grammy nominated gospel song "Joyful Noise." Okay, well there so, you go. I my bad. Juicy J was in her song "Dark Horse," gotcha. but okay. So yes, yeah, but I did know that she was in fact underneath a lawsuit for that. And how long ago was this? It's 2019, actually, when they when they said uh, Jerry said it was a ripoff. Yeah. So, do you know Nas? King of New York. No, No. I know a little bit of Nas, but like I don't remember. So I was talking about Lauren Hill earlier in the Fugees. I asked you about the Fugees, Lauren Hill. And you ever seen the movie Sister Act or Sister Act Two? No. With Whoopi Goldberg. You know Whoopi Goldberg is. Yeah. Okay. You know, have you ever heard Beastie Boys? No. Jesus sister act. No one of you. Seriously. I'm not no. gonna I'm not like gonna rain down on terror mm. or anything. No. All right. Quick premise. Fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg is in witness protection. Okay. Mm-hmm. She has um basically well, she's in she's a she's a casino singer. Mm-hmm. And she witnesses a murder. Okay. Nice. So to for witness protection, they stick her in a convent. In a, you know, mm-hmm. where the nuns are. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so she can sing and stuff, right? So she ends up getting involved with the choir mm-hmm. and singing with it, with with the, um, you know, with the with the girls and everything. And and, and mm-hmm. basically, she had a little soul to some of these, you know, famous um, church songs. And it's really good, <laughs> really good movie of her singing some songs. But the reason I brought up Lauren Hill is that in the second one, um, it, it's a, in Sister Act Two, she's in it. And along with the other kid that's been on some TV shows too, and I can't ever remember his name, but um, she sung some songs in. I was going to let you listen to it. It's just fantastically beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's like she, you know, she's a member of the Fugees, but her singing these church songs were just, you know, it'll if touch your heart a little bit. Just, just listen to how beautiful a singer she is. Uh, yeah, I was just going to go down through there. <laughs> uh, he did. He had heard of the Wu Tang. Oh, you heard of Beastie Boys. I've heard of them, but I wouldn't probably remember their music. I'm not a fan fan of them at all. Ooh, I love Tom Beastie Tom Boys. likes his Beastie Boys. I, I love Beastie Boys. Not at all. Ice Cube. Yes. Ice T. No. Who did Ice Cube start wait, out with? Wait a minute, I had one more. Ice Trey. <laughs> Who did Ice Cube start out with? I don't remember. Oh God. NWA. And we're not gonna say that acronym on here, but <laughs> you know what it is. Uh, Everyone knows what it is. 
So Andre, of course, the outcast, outcast <clears throat> was awesome. Uh, if you had, I let him hear with some mama said knock you out a little bit of that. Uh, what about ooh ooh? What about some naughty by nature? No, I have no idea who that is. That's some fantastic. I got two songs you got to listen to. Uh, one is uh, called OPP. Um, you know what it stands for, Hunter? Mm, I don't you know Naughty by Nature? Mm, <laughs> no. This might be the lightest show ever. <laughs> <laughs> I just Naughty don't. by Nature, not because I hate you. Are you down with OPP? Now, here's the question. Are you down with OPP, yes or no? No. <laughs> so, so you're not down with other people's pussies? Dear God. Do you get down with OPP? <laughs> Dear God. Do you get down with OPP? You said no. Dear God. So you know what the opposite of that answer is if you don't, right? So now watch this. This is a, this watch, is a family show. No, it's not. Watch this. Watch this. Tanner, are you down with OPP? He said no. Are you down with OPP? You might as well just say yes. Yes. So you are down with other people's penis. What the freak? It's a trick. It just, uh, it's a trap. Damn that, it, that, Akbar. That yeah, right, no, that used to be the, the 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 trap everybody played back in the day. That song came out. That's what it does stand for. It, it's both of those acronyms, and there's a verse for each P. Mm-hmm. And but it's that's like people. That's people what it used to do. Like they'd hit hit you. You down with OVP? And no matter no. what you said, was the wrong answer. Right. You said no. They said what I said to Hunter. If they said yeah, they'd say what I said to to Tanner there. <laughs> You want to hear the song now, don't trap. you? No, <laughs> yes, it's a trap. you do. <laughs> it's a trap. You know, I could I could play the song and the and the audience wouldn't know it. Uh, and probably and get Tanner, DMCA'd. Tanner, Tanner but, could hear it. <laughs> probably get DMCA. You down with OPP? Yeah, you know me. You down with OPP? Yeah, you know me. Okay, I know that. That's it. That's it. That's not okay. my nature. Okay, I didn't know who sang that, but I know that. <laughs> I told you that was a good one. Uh, there's some other ones. Yeah, here's a good one. This is you know they weren't real big. They had one two good uh, two good songs, but they what they they, they made a, a a hit on the fashion industry. You ever heard of crisscross? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Now here's the real question. You did, heard of Will did Smith? Did I drill back? Did I drive? Yes. Did I drill? You heard of Will Smith? I thought <laughs> yes. I thought you she was going to ask me if I dressed backwards like crisscross. Yeah. I did have some friends that did, but I never did. Yeah. I never did. So yeah, okay. So you know Will Smith is more than just the actor. Yeah. Okay. Good. What's funny about right. it, funny one of the funniest things about that and is people that, didn't realize Jazz from the show was actually DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. Like he's they just didn't know it. Outstanding DJ, one probably yeah. one of the best ever. Um, <clears throat> they uh, you talking about Will Smith? Um, that the one of the Eminem videos. Uh-huh. Um, one of the songs. Um, ah, uh, he's he, anyway he's talking to the reporter and he's burning down the they burn down the house. Mm-hmm. And the report, he cracks me up every time. And the reporter's like, goes to Eminem and he's like, Yo, I was just listening to my Will Smith CD of my room. <laughs> <laughs> and the way he says that, the way he says it just cracks me up so much. Because, you know, like every other word in his songs is cussing and stuff. And he makes right. fun of Will because Will don't cuss. Right. Stuff. But it was just, it was the reporter was like, Sir, you're the eyewitness. Oh, yeah, man. I was just listening to Will Smith off of my, off of my room. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh man! Uh, uh, there's Ice T. He's he's more of an actor now than I mm-hmm. think about uh, the guy man that said "fuck the police." Played plays one on TV. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. I know this is a sports program, but 
uh tanner here is a uh is our intern we are a music station and and just he wants to be a rapper so i'm going through some of the stuff and giving him some things maybe listen, he can listen to if ever one day you, know, I tell you, you have to be fans of any of these people but but just being aware and listening to the songs and hearing right. the songs like somebody says have you heard of stairway to heaven and mm. somebody says no i'm just like oh, okay what do you do in your life like, like <laughs> things like that so so I'm just trying to I'll recommend what, some Kevin, songs. If you ever, if you ever want to rebrand one of the stations that, or one of the channels at some point, I'm pretty sure there's a pretty big market for old school rap and hip hop. 90s rap. Yeah. Yeah. There you yeah, go. I'm sure there is. Oh, absolutely. I, I, you know, I always think about it. All they ever play today, <laughs> like, whether it's 95 or 96, one around here, or even other of the like rap hip hop stations, it's, right. it's all like top top 25, well, top me, 100. Well, let me ask you this: Have y'all either one of y'all seen the movie The Wedding Singer with Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler. Adam yeah. Sandler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's been a long time, right. but I've seen it. So you know the gist because you know, I, a band and then they sing yes, cover, cover songs, songs and things yes. like that. Okay, I thought. I don't know what. See what Hannah. Hannah, I'm combining you now. (laughs) You thought it would be cool to have a station that has covers. No, no, no. Dang it. A a a wedding band that does old rap covers. We couldn't call them a band to be like. Well, whatever you want to call it, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of because you've got you've got the you've got the bands that sing like Mm -hmm. the the old school like Mm -hmm. rock and roll stuff, but like a, a cover. Cover rap, rap group, yeah. It's four or five people. You need a girl that can sing the girl parts really good, and, and get a couple other people. You know, it'd be a nice little. That's trademarked that, by KTC Broadcasting. Nobody can steal that idea. You just had a wedding. Would that not be? Would that be fun to have a a a and it played like the hits that you can dance to the Jay Z's. Oh, congratulations! Like, I didn't know you got married. Not him. His sister. Did you get married to your sister? No. Oh. You're authority. <laughs> You're just, Whoa. Just making sure. Wait a minute. We were just <laughs> Whoa. joking. So have, Whoa. You, have you heard of Sir Mix-A-Lot? I no. have. No. What about Baby Got Back? Yes. That's Sir Mix-A-Lot. As in, <laughs> but you got that one. But baby Got Back. Yeah. You've heard that one. Boom. All right. Boom, boom, boom. Baby Got Back. Like Queen Latifah. Yes. But juvenile, no. Back that ass up. Okay, now I know. Gotta back that ass up. Gotta back that ass. I can't sing the full song because, damn it, we might get DMCA. I'm not playing around with that crap. I don't know who put. I don't know who. Three days. I don't know who put. What? Mystical at 83 on this list, but they're wrong. FCC needs to be so much higher. You know the Yin Yang Twins at 84. You know the Yin Yang Twins? No. Yin gang gonna stay in the game. Everybody gonna be like, where do you see my? (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna play with that's David Banner. (laughs) (laughs) All right, since we're still on on music and and those songs are kind of funny, do you know who Lonely Island is? No, I don't know. You don't know who the Lonely Lonely Island is? I do. It is. God, what is his name? He used to be on Saturday Night Live. Now he's on, um, oh, God, I can't even remember his name. He was in a movie with Adam Sandler. Regardless, they make, like, dumb songs. Okay. Like, they make, like, dumb songs, but, like, the beats are good. Like, you ever heard the song? It goes, I just had sex. Yes. And it felt so good. I don't know if I have. <laughs> That's the yeah, Lonely Island. And they okay, some, I'll look it up. And we, you know, we're just sitting here. They Some people say some dumb stuff in music, mm-hmm. and they get famous for it. Well, it was the Lonely Island. 
Oh my god, what is his name? Did, oh my god. I did I ask you that one day um I one of the lists on things online, you know, these things pop up all the time was people would looked up um it was fake famous songs. Yeah. Like it was a song like in a TV show or movie, but it wasn't a real song, it wasn't really released. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So like ha, has either one of you seen Euro Trip? No. Hunter, Euro Trip? Andy Samberg, that's oh, yeah. who it was. I know you're talking Yeah. About. Have He's you seen Euro Trip? No. All right. So Matt, <laughs> this guy's or whatever. He's he's got a girl, and basically when he when he's not around, she's been cheating cheating on him. Yeah. His name's Scotty. Okay. <laughs> well, he they somehow they end up at this party or whatever. Back he goes on a trip or to come back. Anyway, he comes back to the party, and they're all you know he thinks he's gonna see his girl and they're gonna jam and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and the lead singer of this band is Matt Damon. You know, he has nothing to do with the movie. Right. He's just, hey, there's Matt Damon. That's Matt Damon. He's making a cameo. So he dedicates the song to the girl he's been screwing up all summer, and it's his girl who's standing right there. And the name of the song is Scotty Doesn't Know. <laughs> and I'm telling you, look it up, watch the highlight, or you, it's hilarious. Jesus. And he's sitting right there. He's, and the, basically... The chorus is, Scotty doesn't know, Scotty doesn't know, Scotty, that's all he just said, over and over yeah. and over. And the, in the in the verses, of course, you know, me and something, something went down, and, you know, we did right. it here, we did it there, we did it everywhere, all that. Like, right, right. Scotty doesn't know, and he's just staring at <laughs> He's just like, right here, like, I'm right here. <laughs> is this about me, or is this about another Scotty? Because I'm feeling personally attacked right now. <laughs> uh, Scotty Johnson, or are you talking about Smith? <laughs> just, just, just let me. Know. In one of your courses, just let me know. I Scotty Johnson up, doesn't know. I still <laughs> ended up on the, on the hundred, uh, hundred great best rappers of the nineties. So I was, uh, was kind of going through some of these stuff, mention them. Uh, I showed you a little bit of Mace with Puffy a minute ago. He was the one on the song we played a minute ago on the golf video. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was Mace. Um, Wyclef, he was in the Fugees. You ever heard of Wyclef Sean? Uh, gosh, Hunter. Uh, Tanner, yeah, Lil Wayne's on there. Well, of course, Talib Kweli, the brat, Trick Daddy. Let's go. You heard of Trick Daddy? No, you've had to have heard of Trick Daddy. I probably if heard of You can get it. Let me know, baby, because I'm a thug. Okay, I'm now, I know. <laughs> now I know. Let's <laughs> that go. <one. laughs> they used to play Trick Daddy before, like. Every football or basketball about, game. How about, I, I can't remember which verse it was, but I, I laughed crying so hard. Yeah. I was up in a baseball game, and it was um one of the, one of the, whichever trick, take it to the house, take uh-huh. it to that trick daddy song. The catcher for one of the teams had like one of the verses down, uh-huh. and I was sitting there just getting some water or something, and all of a sudden I heard, he threw the ball back to pitcher. And he laid the verse down. I laughed so hard. I mean, he's like eight years old. He just sang yeah. trick daddy, take it to the house. And I just laughed. <laughs> and I'm talking, he sang the dirty part. Like, it wasn't oh, the, no. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> In the back of your mind, like, whose child I was is just this? hoping I wasn't going to be responsible for anything that was going on. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, let's get this. All right. Let's talk a little sports. Oh, we I mean, if we have fun, to. If we have to. All right, Hunter. Yeah. How, who did better, worse? Uh huh. Matthew Stafford trade to the Rams. Yes. 
let me put it the way I see it. Mm-hmm. You tell me if I'm wrong, if 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 or what's going on. All right. Mm-hmm. So the Rams two years ago, law. Yeah, it's for you. You do now. The the Rams two years ago lost in the Super Bowl by ten points. Yes, thirteen to three. Has it only been two years? Yeah, that's right. I had a memory. You pop were there. Up. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, think about how bad I I I feel bad for Andre. Like he mm-hmm. could be in Tampa right now. Right. We but, me and me and him right now could be in Tampa at the right. Super Bowl. And but we can't. We can't because of the Corona stuff. <laughs> Stupid. Like. Yeah, everything you guys got to get down and do, like he he could be seeing his his favorite his fa- team, his team in his yeah. stadium. Like we talked about it a couple years ago, like let's just go down no matter what because right. it's Tampa, it's East Coast, and it's it's like a nine hour drive um, from here, something like that. But you know, it may be even longer. I'd rather look up that. I think Tampa might be ten. Um, but I, I wish you could get to it. Uh, but the trade right here, Hunter, they gave up a lot. So so let's say this: if they gave up. Was it three first and a second mm-hmm. and golf, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they gave up because this is what a lot of people that I've listened to have been talking about is the fact that they they traded away like four first, four or five first round picks to move up to draft golf, right? And then they trade him away along with like I think it is three first round picks and maybe a second, mm-hmm. and so. That's that's just a lot. So I think you're right. I think that is what what went with golf to Detroit. And obviously, I don't think Detroit had anything else in that trade other than just Matt Stafford. I don't think they had any picks. There was a second or third was it, or something was came it? back the other okay. way. Um, damn it. I sent you guys or thought I'd sent someone. Yeah, this is it. All right. All right. So, Hunter, let's talk about it. So they sent, let's say, golf and Stafford straight up. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is. That you think Matt Stafford would have got you ten extra points in the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Is that not what you're saying by making that trade? Like this quarterback got us to the Super Bowl, right? But we didn't win because we couldn't score more than three points. So this quarterback can get, let's say, right. he's worth ten points. Well, if that's the case, what in the world are the other four starters you're giving away? Which I mean by draft picks. Mm. Why does that like? Where does that even out? Like, how does that good for? If you're Detroit, think about it. Now, now you got Goff, uh-huh. and you don't have any. You you, you got three first round picks you're giving up in a second, so you're not even going to be able to. Like he, Detroit's just doing nothing. I think Detroit did fine. I think the Rams give up too much. Detroit's going to be sitting there like, we're going to be five and eleven no matter who what we do every mm-hmm. single year. So let's just trade quarterbacks and give us four picks. They just got four picks for free. And if they, and if the Rams think think about it, they think that. Stafford is worth 10 points plus the four starters. We can give up four starters and our quarterback because that guy's going to win the Super Bowl because he's going to get 11 points for us. Well, is he 11 points better than Jared Goff on every game? I think so. That's not, come on. That's, that's a lot. I know it's and a lot. NFL. I know it's a lot, but here's their he, picks. Matt Stafford is also one of eight quarterbacks to ever have a 5,000 yard season. So, yeah. I mean, oh, I mean that, I, that's it. I like him. I have no problems with him. Right. I just I, I think you, you're giving up I way too much. I think you have a problem more with the picks than just Jared Goff. If it was Jared Goff in one pick, right? Because because we're not Goff's not terrible. No, he's not. He's always, he's suitable. Right. But the thing about it is, again, you've given up so many picks that you've given up four starters that you're not going to have. 
they're basically going all in, obviously, mm-hmm. right? I and mean, that's what they're doing. So they're yeah. three next three years, we're going all in. Yeah, but you're still giving up a starter to that could definitely look at Aaron Rodgers this year. Mm-hmm. They drafted Jordan Love instead of drafting somebody that could help him on either during the game on defense or during that game against Tampa on offense. Right. Well, they lost by five. Yes. Don't you think it? Maybe somebody could have. Could have, you know, been a diff a difference in the game of five points if they had another receiver. Or I don't back. know. I don't know. I don't know necessarily if the Rams are looking at Stafford and looking back at that Super Bowl and saying, "Do we think he's at least ten points better than right. Jared Goff?" Because Sean McVay, even after that game, said a lot of that was on me coaching wise. You know, it was his first time there at the Super Bowl. As a head coach, he was still young. Obviously, he's had a few years now to get more acclimated and, and probably won't have the jitters as much. Um, so I don't necessarily think they're looking at that. I think they're looking at the games that they should have won this year, and Jared Goff really just did not play to those standards. Like, they lost to the Jets. They lost to the Dolphins, and the Dolphins only had eight first downs in that game. And not only that, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people really – think that this was the the camel or I'm sorry the straw that broke the camel's back was when Jared Goff at home with the Rams lost to the San Francisco 49ers and a backup quarterback I don't even know if it's their second string or if it was their third string because they flip flat flip flop back and forth between Nick Mullins and CJ Bethard and the reason why I've seen a lot of analysts obviously on the major networks come out and say that was the time because obviously I don't remember but that was the time after that game that Sean McVay actually publicly said, we need better play from the quarterback position. Who's the GM? Uh, Sneed. So McVay don't? No. All right, so I'm looking at Jared Goff's numbers here. Hunter, he is 42-27. and 27. Mm-hmm. 11-4, 13-3, 9-7, 9-6. <sighs> now, when you talk about those... Small little things, you, know, you lose by 10. In that Super Bowl and in that playoff run, did the coach not bench their all-star running back? Yeah, they did. How old is the coach? Youngest in the NFL? I think he still or, or is. Next yeah. I think he still is the youngest. So, to me, this is this is blame gaming. Mm. This, is, this is nothing but Sean McVay blame gaming. It's either me or the quarterback. Right. I'm going to keep my job, so let's trade the quarterback. Now, with this trade, though, they got to win it. If the they don't win it, I'm firing him in three years. At least <clears throat> if they don't win it the next two I'm years. I'm going to give him a window. Year three, I'm like, I want this ring or you're definitely gone. You're all gone. Right, because the future in store for – Andre, don't come in and look at me like that. Andre, don't come in and look at me like that. It ain't time. It ain't time for that. Maybe when the show is close to being done, but right now it ain't time. it ain't time for that. Come up here looking at me like that. Okay, you're the, you're in the Super Bowl. Congratulations. That's all I'll say. Okay, okay. That's, all, right, all right. Back to this. I would agree that they should at least have a two- or three-year window because I don't know how much is left on Stafford's contract in general uh, for how long he would have to remain there. He is 32. He's turning 33 in a few days. Let me find his... Go ahead. I'll but what I, basically what I was getting to is I think towards the end of his contract, absolutely, that would probably be what I would I would give a timetable to because then you can kind of keep the team together because this is what a lot of people don't realize, and I didn't realize until I was listening to a little bit of sports talk on my way here just seeing what people were saying about the trade. 
the Los Angeles Rams are actually taking a big dead money cap hit, which mm. is actually more expensive than Matt Stafford because of the money that they had paid Jared Goff. So really, they're looking at it as, we'll just take this dead money right now that we're getting ready to get hit with, and it's cheaper than the quarterback that we have now who we think is better than the more expensive quarterback than we had. Uh, to me, i am be honest, I wanted him in Washington. Goff's a number one pick. So Stafford. Yeah, he, I know. He was 1-1. One, one. And, and we're trading them mm-hmm. with three first-round picks yeah. and a second. I will say this. For a guy who's never won a playoff game. I will say this. I know it's Detroit, but still. Right. He's only made the playoffs, I think, three, <laughs> three times. times. He's 0-3. So. I will say this. I can look at it and say, I think the Rams won this trade now. In the future, I don't know. But if you're talking about right now, winning, well, next year they're ne- have winning, wins. winning next year and possibly making a run at the Super Bowl, because what we what we got to remember as well is they finished the season still with the number one ranked defense in the NFL. They also are trying to outlast these old fuckers in in, mm-hmm. the, in the NFC, which is what they will do. I think so if they're at thirty two, if if Stafford's thirty two and you got three guys at forty, right. Think and about Alex it. Smith at 40. Aaron Rodgers is Everybody like, in the playoffs Aaron, is 40 years old in the NFC. Aaron Rodgers is getting up is getting in his late well, 30s. How do you 30s. trade your 25-year-old number 1 overall pick who has took you to the Super Bowl and you only lost to the GOAT? And yeah, he only got 3. I'll give it to you. But again, Coach hamstrung him with that I, with no Gurley in that. Well, no, I, I'll I say I will agree with you. I think Sean McVay was one of the main reasons them not playing Todd Gurley. I will always believe that's one yeah. of the reasons they did not have success. But the team right now for the Rams are peaking at the right moment as in as a roster as a whole. Usually you can look around the NFL and say, well, what are you weak at? Maybe you got a weakness in the secondary on the defense. They got a strong secondary. Maybe your defense up front is weak. They got a strong front four, and the linebackers behind them are just as good. Uh, maybe you're lacking at skill positions. They have a guy who just came off an amazing rookie year in Cam Akers, and they got good wide receivers all around him. And on Pro Football Focus, they had a top five ranked offensive line. So if they're looking Rams everywhere, front. yeah, the Rams, and they're looking all around it, they're saying, well, well, what was it that really was keeping us from getting over that hump? I will give Jared Goff credit. He did beat the Seattle Seahawks with nine fingers. He did. <laughs> he, he did. And he played very well against Aaron Rodgers. But I do believe that because there are limitations a little bit to what Jared Goff can do, I think Matt Stafford really doesn't have limitations. I think the biggest limitation that Matt Stafford has had in his career is he was with the Does Lions. Does Stafford have better weapons in St. Louis? And what? St. Louis. I see Rams. I see. <laughs> Does Stafford have better weapons now with the Rams? Yeah. Tanner, in my defense, I have been in Rams Stadium to watch football games in St. Louis. So yeah. that, that, that's hard for me. That's fine. <laughs> well, that's like people still call the Chargers him, San Diego. I, I like, saw Emmett Smith play in that dome. That's, <laughs> that's what I remember. They're the St. Louis Rams. <laughs> so what were you saying? Does... Matt Stafford. Does, does the Rams have better white weapons than the Lions? Yes. Galladay. Yes. Galladay, Marvin Jones Jr. Like, Galladay, I think, is a pure stud. Mm-hmm. I think he's a true number one. But Marvin Jones Jr., he can, he can probably be a, a third or fourth option on some other teams. DeAndre Swift was a rookie as well. Uh, but, you know, Detroit, they've never known to real like, outside of when they had Barry Sanders, they're not known to run in the football. I'm looking at their. these the, And their the, defense is nowhere near. 
what Los Angeles has. I'm looking at the numbers for Stafford. Like, like say if this was Stafford five years ago, mm-hmm. I could find an argument for. Right. But at 32, 11 years, no playoff wins. I know it's the Lions. Uh, I'm looking at these stats. So Stafford last year was 64% golf, 67. Stafford had more yards. He had 105 more yards. Okay, that's nothing. Touchdown, Stafford 26 10 to 10. Goff 20 to 13. In the ballpark, a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. Um, but like rating 96 to 90. QBR 68 And see, I understand where you're going with that. Com- like you're running comps right now, so I get it. They're comparing last Those season. Those first round picks kill me. If you gave I, 10 but, second round picks, right. I might not even say a I, word. But, but I'm three this, first this, was the, and your this is the only thing I'm going to say. Jared Goff did that while having the offensive mind of Sean McVay. Is Matt, that a good thing? Matt Stafford <laughs> did that while having Patricia, who also got fired halfway through the season, right. and then an interim head coach. So I th- I think, and I feel like ever since Twitter was invented, I, I invent, I've been tweeting at least this once or twice a year, they're wasting Matt Stafford away in Detroit yeah. by not quite having ha- – because – I think I was listening to it was Colin on the way down. They had uh, they had a caller in, and they were or not a caller. He had one of his guys call, that come on and talk to him, and he was like, you know, as many times as you can list how injury prone Matt Stafford might have been in these years, I think he's had probably more coaches, offensive coordinators, and quarterbacks coaches in his time in Detroit than yeah. anything else. That's crazy. He's never been able to have a stable system. So if I look at it in the, for future wise. I think Detroit actually has a really good opportunity to be better than just you know five and eleven every year. Maybe in f- solid seven and nine. Maybe in nine and seven season. I don't think Jared Goff really puts them over the hump. But those future picks—that's something else that they can build upon. You know, Zach, Zach, Zach just texts me say, "Go ahead and say that the Lions fleece the Rams." I agree. I'm one hundred percent on it. They did. They might have you, the, the first round pick. Listen to this. I sent this to Zach yesterday. <laughs> Listen to the Rams' first-round picks. 2015, Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. 2016, Jared Goff. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. 17, no pick. 18, no pick. No, they, I think they're going on nine years, Wait no picks. 19, no pick. Continuing 20, the future ones. no pick. 21, no pick. 22, no mm-hmm. pick. And 23, no pick. They're going to have no first-round pick for seven straight years, uh-huh. and the other two was Goff. And Gurley. Yeah. So nine years, no first round pick. And guess what? Both of them aren't there anymore. If if they win a Hunter, mm-hmm. it would be one of the greatest. We won despite our general manager sucking ass so bad in the history of the world. Well this is to be like the, they're they're doing something untraditional. They're hitting Correct. on their they, second and third round picks is what they're Oh, they're doing. getting studs <laughs> in the second and third when maybe was fourth Donald round pick. pick. Third? I don't know. He wasn't a first round pick. But he's a stud. They were able to go out and acquire, obviously, Jalen Ramsey. That was one of the trades that gives away a bunch of first-round picks. But what they're doing his is— his first-round pick, 213. He was, the, he was the year before Gurley. Was he? So, so 2014. Donald, Gurley, and then Jared Goff. Yeah, they, have, they don't have a first-round pick on the roster since Donald was drafted in 14. And that won't have one until twenty twenty. Well, you're talking about one that they pick. Now they go out right. and right. trade and the, acquire right. first round picks. So from two thousand, they're going to have a ten year gap. Well, between first round, I picks, will say this: this is how I look at it. And I, obviously, I take into consideration what I hear a lot of, and just because I don't, obviously, I'm not 
in LA. I don't really have an LA mindset. We have the South mindset where we usually are trying to play things safe. We might save a little bit. We don't go out and be big and extravagant. This is LA. They have to try and be relevant of some sort because Lord knows the Lakers and the Clippers are a whole lot hotter than the Rams. The Dodgers are more attractive than the Rams. But the fact that it is an LA team, they can probably they don't have the problem like a Green Bay and a Carolina probably to bring in free agents mm-hmm. that are talented. And so they're doing what we what really I, I would do sometimes as well is I'm looking at this pick and I'm saying, okay. I know it's a first-round pick, and a lot of time they're supposed to be starters, but we've seen them bust a couple times as well. I've got this known commodity over here who can really flat-out p- play. I'll just combine a couple of these maybes in these picks and get this known commodity and go out here and try and build a winning football team. And that's what they've done. I mean, the past few years underneath that model, sure, they've had Jared Goff. They win. They don't have losing seasons. The, the closest they got was, what, 9-7? and seven? Uh, and that yeah. was the year after the Super Bowl, I think? No. Uh, yeah, it actually was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so they have good seasons. And Sean McVay, I think, is very bright. I just think this definitely was to play, I'm get, and I'm giving you credit for saying it, 100%, I agree. This is win-now mentality. Mm-hmm. We, have, we got a window. We know what the window is. We got to win now. I think they also look within that own, their own division because reports come out that the Rams made a phone call a few days earlier trying to acquire Aaron Rodgers. Did you see who's on the 49ers bo- radar today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The 49ers are trying to maybe acquire Kirk Cousins. <laughs> now. Like, where does that come up? In the fact that there are all these all these quarterbacks are available. Yeah. And he's not really available. No. But I bet you Minnesota would move off his contract. Right. But why would San Francisco be like, that's the one we want? Well, Kyle Shanahan worked with him in Washington. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. He might like him from when his days in Washington. Because think about it, his dad made the switch. I know RG3 got hurt, but when Mike was there, mm-hmm. he switched off. They drafted RG3 and Kirk in the same draft. So a lot of people don't understand fit with a coordinator. Mm-hmm. It does mean a lot. Right. Um, and I know this has nothing to do with it, but for example, when I went to Bessemer, they ran a, an option. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had... I wanted to be the quarterback. Right. Because you can be like, what's up, girl? I'm quarterback. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but the running the option, I was behind a guy that, that was bigger and faster than me. Mm-hmm. Now, he was a troublemaker and ended up getting kicked off the team at some point. But uh, but he ran that better than I would, th- than mm-hmm. I could. And, and It's but, all about but utilizing skill sets. But if we ran, like, it, so in, in Cherville, we ran that, we pretty much ran, we were running the spread offense pretty much before anybody else was mm-hmm. in that. And we, I, I could go to the line, Hunter, and change every. I could make calls and go to the line and be like, you know, you do this, you do this, you do this. I could, I could change it. And we, we it, was, it was like playing Madden almost. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Bessemer. It was option is all about you got to step right. If right. your steps aren't right, you're going to mess up the play. Your fakes have to be right. And people don't get, I don't think, a lot of times, and, and especially you, you put these guys together, and maybe their offenses just don't click, right? Or this quarterback don't get my offense, or 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 my offense isn't good enough for this guy. Because think of what's so crazy it, the is the matchups does make. Because Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay both were there, and and Matt Lafleur at one time were all underneath Mike Shanahan with Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. so they all know his skill set and probably what works. And what's so crazy? Think about it. 
They're ready to move off Jimmy Garoppolo, and he took him to a Super Bowl <laughs> a year ago. That's crazy. Every, so, every Super Bowl loser in the last like five years, it seems like they're moving on a different team. But if, the, <laughs> but think about it. So Jimmy Garoppolo was able to take that team to a Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan was able to win five or six games this year's lot with backups and a third stringer at one point because he went back and forth between Nick Mullins and C.J. Bethard. If he gets Kirk Cousins, who at least is winning games in Minnesota with his offense, I think it could be a real a real troublemaker in. Well, and that's what I was getting at, though, when I said why I think the Rams really made this move is because you look at the NFC West and what do they have? They got Russell Wilson sitting there up top as probably the as arguably the best quarterback in the division. Right now, I would put Matthew Stafford as the second best quarterback in that division behind Russell West, Russell Wilson. I still don't know what Kyler Murray's going to project out to be, but yeah. he's been pretty dang good. And so... And now the 49ers are going to get into the mix looking for a quarterback. Some said they might try and put a package together to pull Deshaun Watson. So if you're the Rams and you're seeing all this quarterback talent accumulating in there and you want and you look at your guy and say, dang, do we really have the fourth best quarterback in the division? Yeah. I, I understand the trade. How about six of the last eight mm-hmm. Super Bowl losing teams, is- quarterbacks are no longer on that team. The only one that Six is still of the there. the last eight. There's two that are still on the Matt team. Matt Ryan is still there. There you go. And I have to think. I don't know why it's drawing a blimp. What's R- the team? Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah, Seahawks. That's right. They lost to the Patriots. Garoppolo. See ya. Goff. See ya. Tom Brady. See, see ya. ya. <laughs> uh, Cam Newton. See, see ya. ya. Peyton Manning. Retired. Kaepernick. See ya. Mm-hmm. Six of the last eight losing quarterbacks are no longer <laughs> on their team in the Super Bowl. Yeah, so think about that. You can lose. You can lose the Super Bowl. Garoppolo and Goff. Right. You get traded for nothing. But I want you to think about that too. But, if but LA, you can never win a playoff game. Yeah. You get traded for four four first round if, picks. If the Rams <laughs> had the biggest cojones that they had to call up Green Bay and inquire about Aaron Rodgers, you don't think San Francisco wouldn't do the same? Why well, did you know if the Rams are going to give that up for Stafford? What would they give up for Rodgers? Well, did you not hear? Carolina apparently had a bigger package for Matthew Stafford. I'm going to cut that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and splice that with yeah, you and Tom you together. There you go. <laughs> the Panthers had a bigger package. Anyway, well, they had a bigger trade package <laughs> right. prepared for Matt Stafford. What I've heard and what I've read is that the kicker was Stafford preferred to go to L.A. Mm-hmm. So he basically just chose the Rams over the Panthers. But well, the Panthers were... Charlotte? Well, I know. That's what I mean by L.A.'s going to attract people <sighs> more. But if the Panthers were prepared to give up all that, and what the Rams actually acquired Stafford for, who could imagine if the whispering came about that Aaron Rodgers was available? Now, oh, my God. Now, Especially you, with Deshaun Watson. All right, so you saw the package for Watson. <laughs> I mean, um, Stafford. Yes. With that said... What, <laughs> like, honestly, I think, and did the Rams say, let's say the Rams, let's say they called about Watson. Yeah. So they called about Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Rodgers. But none of these teams would work with them, slash, that it wasn't even close to. What if you were just like, you know what? If we can't have Watson, and we can't have Rodgers, Mm-hmm. Why don't we screw the rest of the league and make a deal so bad that the other teams aren't going to be able to make moves? And follow me. What do you now have to give up to get Deshaun Watson? 
Too if much. that's what you had to give to give staff. Right. right. And what the words you just said are exactly the description. No matter what it is, too much. It's going to be too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and did the Rams? Did they do that to say, you know what, we can't have Watson? Fuck y'all. I'm gonna give them two more. So whoever does get Watson has to give four five. more, four or five more. Right. I'm telling you. But this is what I've heard. You know, I'm watching all these shows just trying to keep up with what all these insiders, quote-unquote insiders, are saying. <laughs> the GM, head coach, and, his, and the owner do not want to trade Deshaun Watson. Even with him asking for a trade. Well, who does he not like? They, he doesn't like the owners. He doesn't like the front office. He doesn't trust them. Have you seen what he did to his Twitter? <laughs> he basically said for football inquiries... And like to for basically for them to message his agent, <laughs> and uh, he's already taken off everything Houston, anything Houston Texans related. So like it's apparent he wants out, but the problem I is I would have traded him to Detroit. I anybody would, listen, that, in the NFL, anybody that asked me that and listen, trade, this is what I don't understand either. You know the the front office owner and the, and the manager, obviously, or every anybody that can make decisions. I don't understand why you're sitting there saying. We don't want to trade him. Like, I get that. But don't say that you're not going to trade him. Or else, guess what? You're going to be shit out of luck at the quarterback position on the season. Mm Because I guarantee if he is as gone as I believe he is, he's not stepping foot out there, and he'll just say, find me. I don't care. So then what are you going to do? You're tanking your season away, which means, okay, you can probably get the best quarterback coming out the next year, but is he still better than what you could get if you moved to Sean Watson? Like, I just don't understand... It's almost it's almost a petty war right now. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's like they don't want to give him up, even though they're the ones that are the reason why he doesn't want to be there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, And then I've also heard now that players and front office people believe that J.J. Watts played his last game with the Houston Texans. So if you're Houston, you think, J- and a lot of people think J.J. Watts done, and Deshaun Watson is wanting out. This is your opportunity to click that big red button and say, boom, we're blowing it up and we're starting from scratch. I mean, this is your opportunity. Mm-hmm. I know teams don't want to do it because they think they're letting down their fan base and well, nobody's going to come to watch the also, games. when you do that, your GM gets fired. Oh, yeah. Somebody GMs and coaches get fired. Yeah. But they're already – but see, here's your perfect opportunity. You just hired a new GM. You just hired a new coach. If you look at them and say, guys, we're going to get, we're going to have a timetable, and if you can buy in on this rebuild, I think we'll have something good going. This is a wild mock draft here. I don't know about any of this. I, I just don't understand why, why there just has to be so much pettiness, it seems, with this Deshaun Watson thing. Now, that's not to say if somebody doesn't come along with the right offer that they don't just jump on it, but if everything is going the way I'm hearing it, they they really just don't want to trade him at all, and they want to try and mend it. But it from optically, mm-hmm. it looks like it can't be mended. Yeah. So you're kind of just wasting time at this point. Sure, there might be a team that gets desperate and throws the whole house at you. Washington, I'd do it. I'm not going to lie. I've read right now, because I've got pulled up right here. There is a little thing on ESPN, and it's like the tiers that the 32 teams are in how close they are to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Has a tier of contenders, guys that could be there next year, and guys that are on the come up. And uh, Washington and the Panthers are both on the ones that are on the, uh, the up, up and coming. I got but the Panthers at I, I. Yeah, I know. I don't know That's why. Like, I, I really don't know why. But for Washington, the only thing I really read about it is that they got to figure out the quarterback situation. 
And so, and that's why I think any team, if you're a quarterback away, I'm throwing the house to get Deshaun Watson because guess what? You might you might be in Super Bowl contention next year and the year after. Jesus, <laughs> don't mess with the dog pound. Say get bit. So I think <laughs> I think the off season is just getting started when we see quarterback movement. Because think about it, on the cusp of contending, and they got the Saints. Like, come the fuck on. Well, <laughs> they've been one of the top two teams for like six straight yeah, years. Yeah, but what happens if Drew Brees does decide to retire? That's, then I think that's then they a, won't I, make the playoffs. I was say, I think that's a there's setback. No, it's not even a. I think there's a setback. They're not making the playoffs if Drew Brees is not there. People, they can ho hum and whatever you want. Let's go younger. I dare you. I dare you to put Jameis in there for sixteen games and see oh, what no. happens. Oh uh, no! Let me tell you something. Sean Payton would love it. Because if he can prove people like you, you wrong, he love he'd love it. <laughs> What's the look at Belichick? I know that's what I'm saying. I mean, They're not afraid to do it's it. It's So stupid. Those <laughs> coaches are not afraid to do it. They've got their ego on the line. They're not afraid, <laughs> and they know that they they got job security. So what? They lose for three or four years. The the Texans hunter actually had tied with the Colts for the best record in that division over mm-hmm. the last decade. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and oh, I said I just I just don't know. I think it's getting ready to be a really interesting the closer we get to April because obviously combine will happen we'll have the draft there might be draft day movement where we get Atlanta maybe trading away Matt Ryan because they're sitting there at the four spot trying to get a quarterback the Jets could do something at two move off Sam Darnold I think we're going to see a lot of quarterback movement closer to that and shoot what what if the quitter I mean let's think about this First year he went three and three, only played six games. Mm-hmm. Right. The next year he goes eleven and five. Mm-hmm. Don't say nothing. Next year he goes ten and five. Don't say nothing. Signs a big contract. Has one bad year. Now he wants trade. Four and twelve. I don't know. Like, I think. I don't know if it's necessarily just because the team is bad. More than it is just he's upset with the front office by not keeping promises that they kept it, that they said that he could be a part of certain things. Um, Also, I've read some reports that said he kind of had a fractured relationship with the owner after the owner made remarks a few years ago that you can't have the prisoners running a jailhouse, Mm -hmm. talking about the players referring them to that. Um, So so I don't don't know, because you got to think about it. Sure, you don't really want to wear your emotions on your sleeves sometimes. But um, but if that's something that's really affected him and, and he really doesn't want to be in that environment anymore, I, I'm fine with him trying to go somewhere else. And at the same time, I, I feel this way about all the young guys. Like, I think Jared Goff's got another opportunity now to prove himself because a lot of people were saying it's just McVay. The reason you're having success is McVay. Well, if you could go up and at least win seven or eight games in Detroit, I'm going to give you a little bit more respect. And the thing, and this goes for Deshaun, Someone at his age just gives him opportunity to go and prove himself again. I hear people going saying all the time he's a top five quarterback in the league, and I'm like, in what, where, where is he a top five quarterback? Like I get it, he's super talented, absolutely. I take Mahomes before him right now. I'd still take Brady today. I'd take Drew Brees. I really would. I still would. I don't think he can throw deep, but I know what he can win. Take Joe Flacco. No, I'm not taking Joe Flacco. I'd take Josh Allen today. I, today I would. Mm. I'm telling you, and it, it's just it's just so funny to me. Hey, we act like we, there, there's not quarterbacks all around the league that are super talented. How many years has Lamar been playing? This is Lamar's third. been playing. Yeah, yes, because him three. and Josh Allen. Yeah, three years. 
In three years, Lamar Jackson has one playoff win. Okay. Joe Flacco had 10. So that means for Lamar Jackson to catch Flacco, he'll have to quarterback for 30 years to catch him, right? At this pace. <laughs> uh huh. He'll be 50. Te- what? 51 math? years yes. old? Yes. Technically, math wise, yes. To catch for, Joe yeah. Flacco. For him That's to catch how him. good yes. Joe Flacco was. And people don't understand. He beat Brady twice in the playoffs. There's only one person that's beat Brady twice in the playoffs, I think. Eli Manning, the GOAT. <laughs> right, Hunter? Oh, yeah. No, not the GOAT. <laughs> no. Tom Brady's still here. Definitely not the GOAT. Uh, Tom is 0-2 against Eli. Thank you very much. Okay. But he has six rings. Not 1-1. One one, Possibly Not 1-0. He's 0-2. <laughs> hey, one is an accident. Yeah. Two is a trend. Tom's 0-3 against the NFC East. He is, but he is 6-4 and four overall in Super Bowl. So there's a trend for you. <laughs> All right, Stafford, uh, he signed through next year or two. Okay. Uh, he's, his bases, though, are only $9 million and $12 million. Yeah, no, like he is but he's got cheap. Bo- he's got $10 million bonus, roster bonus. So if he's on the roster on the fifth fifth day of the year, uh, he's basically nineteen and twenty-two million. That's okay. That's it, it is his real compared to what numbers. they were playing, paying Jared Goff. Like they said, they were getting ready to take a twenty-two. Something like that, yeah, something million. like they were getting ready to take a twenty-two million dollar cap dead cap hit. That right now, that is cheaper than Matt Stafford. Jeez. Or I'm sorry, more expensive than Matt, Matt Stafford. Um, let's see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna you got me on this. Uh, <laughs> reading these teams. Uh, four or five years out. That's the one I want to go down and look at and laugh at these guys. Houston, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Detroit, are the four or five years out. Uh-huh. You can almost name like all those all they the guess time. Me, let me guess the ones that are just not even closest. Jacksonville, um, and that, that's the tier of their own. I want to read the Panthers real quick. <coughs> Tanner, pull that up. Uh, go to inter- Internet, uh, Kevin, computer. You're right. Go up a little bit. Almost there, right there. That's fine. Three camps is fine. We'll do that one. Mm-hmm. There we go. All right. Sh- strategy for becoming a Super Bowl contender is finding a franchise quarterback to go with an already talented group of skilled players, starting with Christian McCaffrey. Um, who's more valuable, Hunter? Bridgewater or McCaffrey? Well, they make it sound like it's Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Bridgewater well, does That's how appear- I check Bridgewater's throwing the football. Well, like, I, I just want to. This stuff's so funny. Bridgewater doesn't appear. To be that quarterback. So whether it means using the eight pick on one or going after Deshaun Watson. Uh, remember, they had eight games last season where they had a chance to tire a win on, on the last possession and Bridgewater didn't get it done going mm-hmm. 0-8. Uh, Matt Rule invested everything on the defensive side on the first uh, draft. That unit appears headed in the right direction, it says. And I guess that they're they're basically reading the same thing as you guys. Uh-huh. His Washington Panthers had the exact same situation. Yep. But, like, let's look at it. Completion percentage. This is, you know, throwing the ball and someone catching it. Mm-hmm. Bridgewater was fourth in the NFL, no, fifth in the NFL last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not bad. No. Um, when, it, when I say fourth, that means better than almost everybody. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, of course, if, if you said accurate passes, you'd think those two. Deshaun Watson, third. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, fourth. So we're going to trade seven first-round picks for Deshaun Watson but Teddy Bridgewater isn't worth nothing. Um, 
So there's that's that one. Average per throw. I you know some of these things are kind of weird to look at. Well, I'll pull it up. I ain't got nothing else to do. Bridgewater's twelfth, right behind the exact same average per throw as Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He completes four more percent of his passes than Tom Brady. Now here is what where you could say Bridgewater is not producing as far as compared to the other ones. The big here's the big number. He's twenty fourth in the league at touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Only had 15 this year. I'm t- I, I can tell you a Teddy Bridgewater stat line. Mm-hmm. 250, two touchdowns, a pick. That's, that's probably it. Mm-hmm. 250 yards passing, two touchdowns, and a pick. If I'm not mistaken, if you probably look at touchdown to interception ratio, it probably is 2-1. to one. This year it was 15-11, to 11, though. It wasn't a good year that Ooh, that's not a good year. No. Well, 11's good. The well, 15 is the not. The 15 is not. Oh. If it's 20 to 11, yeah, there's your 2 to 1 ratio. 11 isn't great, but it's livable. Josh Allen had 10, Russell Wilson 13, Tom Brady 12, uh Roethlisberger only 10, Justin Herbert 10, Matt Ryan 11, Matt Stafford 10, Kyler Murray 12. So it, it, it's not many the, people are that Aaron Rodgers who only threw like four. He had five, right? Five. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes six. Like like anywhere but if you, you keep it under 15, you had a decent year. Carson Wentz had 15 picks. Yeah. Um, 11 is, is not good. Mm-mm. You really want to be 8 and under. It's half the game. I mean, games. you don't want to be dirty for 30, Jameis. You're right. Yeah, you don't want nothing no. to do with that. But but 11 is not bad. Uh, so what I think they needed to do is improve the offense. And mm-hmm. what he didn't have, what do you need? Think about you trying to punch the ball in the end zone. The Panthers have no weapon on tight end, and they, have a, and they had a backup running back. Yeah, I like Mike Davis, but yes, you're so, right. Yards, completion percentage, everything was pretty much in line as far as all the other quarterbacks except the touchdown. Mm-hmm. And to me, not having the red zone weapons might cost it. I think the Panthers. I don't like the. I don't, I don't like getting rid of something that you have. Let's say you get rid of Bridgewater for something that you might have in a, in a in a rookie, because. Every year you have Bridgewater, every year you don't have a rookie, you're wasting a year of one or the other one. You understand what I mean? So, like, if you if you bring in a rookie, you just wasted last year. You could have brought in a rookie last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things. Though, I mean, you look at this season. I mean, where they're picking, let's just say Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Trevor Lawrence are off the board. You got Trey Lance sitting right there, who you like looking more and more at Trey Lance, kid out of North Dakota State. Do you think he's ready? Teddy does only have two years left on his contract. You could have him sit one year behind Teddy if you want to take him, find out if he is the guy, and then you could move Teddy in that final year of his contract. That way you're not out anything when he walks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's something you have to think of as, as a GM as well right now. Because if anything, now that the report is out, that they had a huge package lined up to go for Stafford in Detroit, Teddy was a part of that. He was. That means that your owner obviously wants to make a big splash. The general manager and your head coach are all in on you're not the guy. Mm-hmm. Like, you're here, but you're not the guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you're you, right now, you are exactly what uh, Alex Smith has been for a few years, what sometimes they do when they bring in Fitzpatrick. You're the stopgap. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to be here for a year or two, but after that, we got to find the guy. And so, and to be honest... It might be in the best interest of Carolina to draft a young quarterback this year, see if he pans out in training camp. Third or fourth round, I'm happy with that. 
But all the talented ones are going to go in the first round. You think? More than likely. You think? Why would they not try to get Deshaun, though? We'll We'll see if they... You got to put Teddy in. But that's still playing to what I'm saying is Teddy's not the guy. Regardless, if they try and play for Deshaun, Teddy's going to be a part of that. What's the goal? What's your goal? Your goal has to be what five years? Let's say five years at a time. Matt Rule got seven. You can't. So, you can't. Well, right, but you can't think he's only got five. He's only got six left. I yeah. mean, like starting today, what everything you're doing, everything mm-hmm. has to be in a five year window. Yes. Uh, where does rule rule basically has to decide where do I want to hook my wagon to mm-hmm. for my my NFL coaching career? So let's if he does go, let's say if he goes with a rookie hunter. Well, then year two out of seven, you're with Teddy again. Uh-huh. Year three, you're hoping this guy learns. Rookie quarterbacks, you got second year years. guys don't make the Super Bowl. So now you're in year four of your career, mm-hmm. working in year two of a rookie's career, hoping that he can make a leap like Pat Mahomes when the year five comes. He's just now 25 years old. Now I'm getting fired. Right. I mean, it's tough. It's gonna be tough so, regardless. So if, you can't, you, if you if, can't land it, a veteran, right? If you don't tie, if you tie yourself to a first round pick mm-hmm. like Haskins, or 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 if you're tying yourself to Bridgewater, you gotta. I, I say commit to it. Mm-hmm. Like commit to Bridgewater for the five years. Commit to the rookie for the five years. Not let's dick around and let's let this guy in. Let's play this guy. Let's not play this guy. It's it's so much money, so many jobs on the line that you can't. This whole plan for the future stuff, like, what has that ever worked out? Well, that's just because the like, the, 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 the Bucks the, this year signed a forty three year old quarterback. I know they're, they're to win to win now. That's they just but that's nothing. just because <laughs> that's just because the mod the model for today's football has changed mm-hmm. back in the day they usually would give you a little leeway if you did get a rookie quarterback he actually got a few years to develop not the whole we're going to draft you this right. year and guess what we're drafting another one next year if you just don't perform and then we're basically starting over again next year like Jared Goff's 24 years or 25 years old All right i mean he's young and, and made a super bowl mm-hmm. first overall pick and gets traded mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's just win now. That's exactly what it is. That's why in co- that's why in college football they don't give him much time either. You could be you could be hired as a head coach right. and that's sign. Like I told Terry Saturday yeah. they, they don't have they don't have the time to develop or care to develop Nobody does. anybody. Nobody they, they want you to play. Nobody does. Now, if you got a if you're a coach and you are established like Bill Belichick, guess what? Yeah, you're gonna have time. If you draft a rookie quarterback, you're gonna have probably the three mm-hmm. to four years to develop him. You know why? Because mm-hmm. you've got six chances to screw it up <laughs> and they're all sitting on your finger. Okay? Mm-hmm. Six rings. All right. You can look at them and say, I've been here before. This isn't nothing new. We won when we had Jacoby Brissett come in a little bit and Jimmy Garoppolo. I think I can develop a guy. So but for these young coaches, rule. Now Dan Campbell's got the job. I know they just acquired uh, golf up there in Detroit. See, gotta I just, make that work because he's going to be on a. They're all walking a thin line. Mm-hmm. Not many of them get ten years, right? Like John Gruden and, did. And I don't think. And that's what bothers me. You really get a five-year deal, but two years in, you could get fired. I mean, that's what bothers me about the Eagles situation. Like, once you find something good, Doug Peterson was and, winning. And, sort he, of. He won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, three years ago, yep, no. and, yeah, two, yeah, and you get fired. Ago, like Jimmy Johnson won two and got fired. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens in a row. 
And, and, and it's just the the constant turnover between coaches and quarterbacks. And you look at and you see and you look, you look at, at the teams list, that are winning. It's the it, ones that are established, right? Like, like that's what I mean by being committed to something. Like, if you're not going to be committed to Teddy Bridgewater, then get rid of him and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what they're trying the, to do. The, the Panthers have, you know, you got five years um, with this coach. I, I guess is the way to look at it. But you know, I'm looking down this list of of, of Super Bowl winners. You know, <laughs> Super Bowls are hard to come by, and I know Bruce yeah. Brady's been. The thorn in everyone's side for for the last you know whatever. I saw, I saw a tweet the other day. It was a meme. It was like when we were praying for things that go back to normal. It wasn't Tom Brady to go back, go to, back the to the Super Bowl. Bowl. All right. <laughs> I mean, think about it. He's been to fourteen AFC or Jesus championship Christ, games in twenty one years. So <clears throat> he's been ten Super Bowls in the last twenty years. So every other Super Bowl is featuring Brady. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think you know things could in the next ten years we could have ten first round picks. Win it in year three. Mm-hmm. We could have Pat Mahomes everywhere, but but history doesn't say that, and, and it does. You know, these guys getting rid of their like, again. You get rid of Jared Goff. Uh, like, who are you placing him with? You bring in Stafford, hadn't won a playoff game. Get rid of Garoppolo, he made a Super Bowl. Who are you replacing him with? They're talking about Kirk Cousins. Well, okay, mm-hmm. but what what has he done? Uh, nobody has has got. Matt Ryan's about the only one that's success around here that might might be moved, mm-hmm. but but like where are you moving to? Where are you going? The the, the drafting picks to me, Hunter. Every time you get rid of a first round and a, and a second round pick, for the most part, you're giving away starters on offense, defense, wherever you want to look at it. And the Rams just gave away basically. What if they had three starting linemen go out this year? Like Cowboys had that this year. Mm-hmm. Browns had that this year. Chiefs have it right now in the Super Bowl. And you could have drafted three linemen. And 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 be sad. I, I don't know. It's just uh, the Rams. This is the motto I think that the Rams really have. They look at their roster and they're like, "Look, we're not going to have a top fifteen pick. Shoot, we might not even have a top twenty pick. We win so much, our picks are going to be later in the first round, anyways, in the second round. If we can just combine two or three of them for the next w- one or two years and get somebody that we know is going to be a full on stud, then it works. And then they can just play free agency." Because they know people are going to want to come to Los Angeles. Yeah. I seriously think that is that is exactly that's their business plan. That's how they're going to run. They're like, look, draft picks are cool, but sometimes they don't always hit. I'm looking at two mocks, uh-huh. and they both have Devonte Smith going three to Miami. Mm-hmm. Is he worth picking at three? I mean, Randy Moss went like fifteenth. <laughs> I know it was because of he had baggage, but damn, like third for a guy who well we- we- wears extra small pants. Well, if they think that he's somebody that is going to be a game breaker for them, because other than that, they got Devonte Parker. I mean, I guess if you're Miami, what are you looking at three? Uh, exactly. If you're, not, if you're not trading, yeah, exactly right. If you're not trading and you're trying do to you get need a line piece. Help? I don't think they need line help. I think they need playmakers. They need playmakers. Uh, maybe. Kyle, they got Kyle Pitts fourth to your Falcons. Dude, he's so good. Fourth? Tight end fourth? He's so good. Thank God. But that would mean that you're retaining uh, Matt Ryan. Is, is that not what – I do you think the Panthers would, would, would love for Kyle Pitt, Pitts. Pitts to fall? Yes. Uh, if they're sticking with Teddy Bridgewater, absolutely. Right. It gives them another – that gives them another red zone threat. So this one's got Zach Wilson at four to, the, to your Falcons – uh, Sewell 
uh, the, the lineman to Cincinnati. to Cincinnati at both of those. Yeah. Jamar Chase to Philadelphia. Micah Parsons uh, to Detroit. That one's got Justin Fields to Carolina. Um, Cowboys with a tackle at 10 in this one. Uh, it, it, they're kind of just all over the place. I, I haven't seen anything consistent on all this. There's Caleb Farley at 16 to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Let's see if he's up on any of these other ones. He's going to go first round, top 20. Yeah. There's I, 14 to to Minnesota. Right Trey now, he's, a, he's the number one rated quarter, cornerback in the draft. I think the thing is, Hunter, you've got these anywhere from three to six quarterbacks that go in the top 20. That's going to shape the landscape where people right. go. And, and like I said last week, is every time one of these guys gets drafted in the top 15 or whatever, that somebody in the teens is like, yeah, keep drafting us quarterbacks, boys. We'll, we'll, we'll get the first or second best guy at their position. Dud. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't think Minnesota's like, I want to thank everybody for passing on Randy Moss in the first 15 picks. Right. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, it'll be interesting. I'm ready for combine, man. I'm ready to see I, some of these I quarterbacks sling it. I'm let, ready to see wide receivers and running backs go 40 times. I'm all in. Let me read you 11 through 20 on some of these and tell me who would be an absolute damn steal. Okay. All 11 right? through 20. Okay. Uh, I don't know that guy. Jalen Waddle, San Francisco. I think that's a pretty good steal. Caleb Farley, 14. You could argue that's a steal because he's the number one ranked quarter cornerback in the draft. Guards, tackles. Defensive end, Jalen Phillips to 17th. I'm not sure who that is. Najee Harris, 18 to Miami. Ooh. This got Miami picking Harris and Devontae Smith in the Ooh. first round of the same draft. To go with Tua. To go with Tua. The Alabama boys. All they need is Nick Saban to come in there and fuck it up like he did the last time in Miami. <laughs> I will say this. I'll say this. Not, I like Najee Harris a lot. I like his running style. I still think the North Carolina running backs are a little slept on. Yeah. Um, Najee's third, though. Because I think it goes, no, it goes, yeah, yeah. The most recent I saw in like a PFF running back ratings was ETN one, Javante Williams two, Najee three, and then uh, Carter four, and the two and four guys played at Carolina. So they they got running backs. But that's another one of those things there. Did ETN go before him in this? Or did, was he the first running I back you saw? I think he was the first running back I saw. I, I but they've got ETN at the number one rated. Yeah, running back on this. So here's the top five at each position. It's got Etienne, Sermon, Hubbard, Harris, and White from Georgia. No Tar Heels in the top five. White? That's wrong. Zamir White. Yeah, Zamir is going back to Georgia. Okay, he's staying. Yeah, it must not be updated. This was. I don't even see a date on it. Yeah, Zamir is going. Oh, this back is last to, summer. Yeah, Zamir. <laughs> Why would they give? <laughs> last <laughs> summer, I was just Zamir White is returning back to Georgia. I mean that is totally not the what I was trying to look at. Yeah, that's not an article I'm looking. I'm looking for there. There's one of these that has them all. Yeah, where I can order. Maybe it's the draft tracker that I can put them in order by by, by position. By, yeah, that's what I was trying to. No thanks. I don't care about the latest news in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> we get it through Twitter anyways. Yeah, <laughs> uh, quarterback, running back. All right. So that's 2020. Fuck. They don't have one for this year. I know they have. I've done it sitting here with you. Yeah. Like there there's a website where you go in and you just you just put them in order. This might be it. This don't look like it, but damn. All right, position. Let's go running back. There we go. All right. ETN, Harris, Javante Williams, Michael Carter, and then Gainwell. They got Sermon down at seventh. Mm. He played decent down the stretch. Yeah, they got him at seven. Najee Harris, 6'2", 230. Hey, that's, a, that's a big boy. He's 
chest rat size. He's a big boy. He's about as big as the outside linebacker. I so for I don't know. I'm Hunter, looking, he's as big as the fifth string quarterback at North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a. Uh, He's got some size on him, Najee Harris. I don't know if that's a, a quote-unquote steal. Yeah. But that's just because I don't think running backs are going to be really taken high in this draft. Most most everybody's getting at least a running back right by now. Man. These are, these are interesting. I think, like, so the way the running backs are valued, those teams, we're going to start seeing, like, all-time great running backs being picked by teams that are already good. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're... <laughs> You know, you're in the 20s and stuff. All these people have passed up on them. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, Adrian Peterson or Emmett. Emmett got picked 17th in 91. Today, he's getting picked. He might give me second, second round. round. Probably. And, and it's just mm, somebody's going to get some steals in the 20s, whether it's the Tar Heel mm-hmm. boys or, 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 or somebody else. Um, Let's see. Wide receiver from Florida going to 23. Tony. Yeah, I think he's really good. I've seen some people saying Washington might draft him. I've seen seven, eight, like nine, like offensive tackles and linemen here in this first round. So it's going to be half tackles and quarterbacks. That's what Falcons it need to go like. for. The O line freaking sucks. Are they a bunch of matadors? They're terrible. Not there, just waving the red flags as they run by. I, th- I always think it's a pretty good uh, idea to be. There's nothing wrong with beefing up your offensive this line. Gonna be interesting. Come here. What? Yes. Well, he was Matt Ryan was sacked a lot this year, so they need a new O line. Yeah, I mean anybody that can boost up offensive line and defensive line, I, I have no problem with it. Depth there is important because we're seeing it right now. It's, it's one of the main talking. Y'all points. need to move to Myrtle Beach. Why? Both of them. every Atlanta franchise needs to move to Myrtle Beach. No, get out of that hellhole. <laughs> no. But offensive line depth Myrtle is, Beach is, is a hellhole. Well, it ain't worse than Atlanta. <laughs> it's dirty Myrtle. <laughs> Offensive line depth is, is so key because we're seeing it right now. It's one of the, the main headlines going into the Super Bowl is the Chiefs now are down both tackles. And I think they also got one of their offensive linemen that was out before the beginning of the season. That was a starter. So How do you? Uh, it's, that's just when you can beef up that in the draft. I, shoot, I, first round with the Chiefs probably picking either 31st or 32nd. If they want to get offensive linemen, they can. Yeah. Scott Packers, wide receiver from Louisville, Chiefs, defensive end from uh, Miami, Roche, Roach. I've heard a lot of people like Whatever. that kid out of Miami. Um, all right, Hunter, uh, any other NFL news and notes for today? No, not, nothing nothing crazy, just going to keep our eyes out on what else is going to happen quarterback-wise, movement-wise. So, of course, I get my, you know, once every four, four or five game text from my friend about how good LaMelo Ball was last night. <laughs> he uh, played pretty decent. His text was... Did you see Melo play? And I responded, he only had four points in the win against the Bulls, but Dame played good. Mm-mm. Did you hear me? Yeah. He asked me how Melo did. Yeah. I, said, I know you're talking about, you're talking about the Trailblazers. I'm talking about the real Melo. Yeah, the real Melo. Carmelo. Yeah, Carmelo. I know. Not La La, la, la Melo. People got to address him. Wait as a either Mel- is, that, is that Carmelo's wife? Melo Ball? Ain't his wife Lala? Lala, god dang it. That's it, Lala Mello. <laughs> nah, I, I was fucking with him. He asked me, he texted me, said, did you see Mello play? That's what that was my response. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had four points against the Bulls. Damien, Damien played do. Uh, then I said, well, uh, you know, his brother had the same number of points against the same team the night the night before. Mm-hmm. So that's not surprising. 
Uh, Lonzo but, did. Yeah. Exact same. Exact, exact same score. All right. And then I then I made and the point. And they blew out the Bucks. Then I made the point the regular the regular season NBA is the most hot garbage thing I may have ever seen. It's it's worse than college basketball, like regular season. Like it's nobody's playing hard. Uh-uh. Um did you see Zeller's dunk on Giannis? Yeah. <laughs> he poster I mean he, he did. posterized he did. Giannis. Um one thing people didn't know, um I Tara might not know, Zeller in that draft. Was picked fourth overall by the Hornets. He actually had the highest vertical leap of anyone in that draft. The seven foot tall white dude had the highest vertical leap. That's Not surprising. like that's as high as you can go. I mean, he got the highest off the ground. <laughs> like he's more athletic than meets the eye. Don't let the cul de sac on his head fool you. I always thought, I, again, I always thought that was a pretty decent pick. I'm like, we've got like a mini Dirk mm-hmm. here. We've got a more athletic Dirk. Mm-hmm. If he, if, I, I still don't understand how he hasn't learned to be a, a jump, knockdown a jump forward, shooter jump shot. Like like mm-hmm. like with all this times he's had he's a good kid and everything you'd think by now he would be stroking it I always thought he'd be just mm-hmm. money by now and, and it hasn't happened it's I don't know it's weird but I like I Cade. swear because he's playing for the Hornets yeah. as well that's the organization he's cur- he's cursed by the that's the organization's fault <laughs> that's what I was gonna say I swear it's the coaching staff not knowing how to develop anybody well he's had three different ones I know trash. <laughs> all and three guess what? trash all been bad one I of them was a deep one of them was a defensive minded guy in Clifford. Borrego coming in from the from the Spurs, and I still don't think he knows what he's talking about. That's beside the point. We won't get into that. Um, but yeah, it's I agree with you, and that's why when people ask me, "Are you watching NBA games?" I'm like, "No, I can keep up with it on my phone." Sure, they are like, "Don't be just a, a, a box score junkie and look at those numbers." I'm like, "Yeah, but those numbers, I mean, they don't lie." But here's the thing about the box score: we might read the box score different. Like yeah. Some people look at the plus minus. Some right. people look at other things. I, I look at box scores. I, I, I'm I'm really good. I like looking at box scores because you can kind of see, you know, explain a little bit of what happened in the game. But I like I'm, looking at assists. Right. I like looking at turnovers. But I'm I'm with you when it comes to I don't like watching a regular season NBA right now because it doesn't look like anybody's trying. You don't know in, who's playing hard. In fact, that's exactly what Luca said after one of their losses the other night. He said it, it just looks like we don't care. And if you have a guy like Luca, obviously coming from playing over in Europe, right, and now playing in the NBA where everybody's making mega bucks, it probably rubs him the wrong way, and it should if there are nights where so, guys don't really try. So when they ask me what I want out, they say it's just his rookie season and what I want out of Lamelo. My answer should be Luca Doncic, shouldn't it? Six seven point guard. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't he be? Should, Luca, you know what his rookie year average was? It was like 20 21 a game. Mm-hmm. Luca's rookie year averaged 21, 8, and 6. Then the next year, 28. The next year, 27. That's what I want in a number three pick. Yeah. Right there. 27 fucking points a game. He's special. Fuck. Give it he, to me. He's special. Give it to me. He's only shooting thirty two percent from three. Listen, it's not like he's just lighting it up. He's he's so good. I hope with Luka, the basketball. He's twenty one years old. I hope Luca doesn't twenty one years old. I hope Luca doesn't fall into the LeBron James thing where he's just with an organization that gets close but doesn't win it like he was with the Cavs. I know the Mavericks have been a very successful franchise throughout the years. Dirk went to two, and Dirk did go to two. Won one of them. Um, I don't think but, they're the team that's gonna. You know, Cuban might if he could. If he could put a super game together, I yeah. think he might. Because I'm just looking at it, I'm like, 
Luka might be the most talented player in the NBA right now. Like, there, if you're talking front to back, I, and I listen, people will say, well, he doesn't play defense. Damn, ain't nobody playing defense no, in today's NBA. Right so, so I don't give a shit about it if you say he ain't playing defense. They need you're a good talking, number two. Bradley Bill would be fantastic. Ball man. handling, I, basketball IQ, his eyes, and the way he scores. Hell, he's got even freaking foot movement like he's an eight-year vet at the <laughs> point guard position. 21-year-old point guard, Hunter. Averaging 27, 9, and 9. That is a number three pick. Like, I want you to think about that. At 21 years old, I don't think even LeBron James was averaging that. I don't know. And I I will hold LeBron James to a very high esteem. He's been a fantastic player forever. If if you had to put a gun in my head and say he's 1B to Michael 1A, I'll say it. He can be 1B. That's fine. But to me... Luka Doncic might be one of the most talented basketball players. Okay, so he did, but did he average the 9-9? Nine and nine? He averaged 21. Uh, oh, that wasn't his rookie. No, I know. LeBron's rookie years is 21-6-6 six and six if you round up. Mm-hmm. Lucas's rookie year was 21-8-7. Yeah. No, no, no. 21-8-6. Okay. So two more rebounds. Same amount Pretty much six. exact same numbers. Next year, he was uh, Luka was 29 10 and 9. LeBron was 27, 7, and 7. So Luca's putting up better numbers than LeBron, kind of slightly better. Mm-hmm. Third year, which is this year, Luca's scoring is down a point to 27. LeBron's went up to 31. LeBron in his career mm-hmm. only averaged 30 points twice in his career. Right. Okay. So let, let, let's put in perspective real quick, Hunter, about, about some things as far as your 1A and 1B here. So, you know, LeBron did it, I mean, well, he did it twice. Right, mm-hmm. Shaq, in his career, how many times did he averaged thirty? Hunter, the most dominant center in the history of basketball. Maybe three times. Zero. Never did it. Never. You know what Michael Jordan's career average is? Oh, it was thirty, including when he was thirty-nine years old with the Wizards. With the Wizards. Career, folks. That means every game you've ever played, average is thirty. Shaq never did it in a season. LeBron only did it twice in a season. That's that dude's career. Now, let's what else is let's think about that. He's six foot six, 195 pounds. Mm. He's not six foot nine, 250 pounds. He's not seven foot two, 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. He's six foot six with everyone packed in the paint. And if he drove to the lane, there was two seven footers there usually to, to contest his shot. Now, if LeBron or Oh, I found it. Or or Catino Mobley gets by a defender. Right. There's nobody at the basket. I found, no a, cool, I found a cool no, little image. Crazy. I found a cool little image that uh, I think it was tweeted by ESPN or something. See if too. I have it. See if I have it. It was a few days ago, and it was, it was um, Jordan's era of basketball versus... Today's basketball, and it was basically shot selection. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, when everything was outside the three-point line for today's, here it is. Um, let me see. I will retweet it. Can you go to your tweet deck and pull up and see if I've something yeah, I've retweeted? I can. And you and you can actually pull up the image that I just retweeted because it's it's fascinating, really, to show you today's NBA, which is. Versus 
Michael Jordan's NBA. So this is 2019 and 2020 most common jump Pull shot selections. The internet thing. 2019, 2020 it, most common fine. jump shot selections, and then 97, 98 most common jump shot selections. Look at that. That's Jordan's NBA. That's today's. <laughs> Look at that. And people don't understand why I get so upset whenever I watch the NBA and for 10 straight possessions it's a three-point shot after a three-point shot after a three-point shot. Like it's so, just bricking back and forth, long rebound, <coughs> dribble it, shoot the three-point so shot. Dribble how, it. how they play. That's now. how they get so many more possessions. Right. How they play now is um, how I... I'm 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 gonna say I changed the game or or was an innovator hunter. Mm-hmm. That's how I started playing the the, the video game like right. 15 years ago. Like, Just pull up three and transition. Exactly, and because you'd most of the time you'd also play on like rookie level or you didn't even uh-huh. play on the hardest level. No. So the shot you'd hit more shots than normal. So I, Andre used to get so mad that would be he's all oh, you do is shoot threes. So he, right. you know he, they would sit there and play me with Kobe or Shaq, and I'm just sitting there. Just I think I used to play with the Spurs. Mm-hmm. And just jacked every damn three I could. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just do, shoo, shoo, shoo. yeah. And that, and that's what they're. And, and when you play in a video game type style, and, you're, and nobody's really playing defense, and that's what you're doing. That's kind of how it works out there. Um, and people are like, "Well, today's basketball is is a prettier style of basketball because of the ball movement." I'm like, "Yeah, because they're just looking for the open three point shot. That's that's it." I'm like, I, "I love seeing guys do acrobatics in the air, going towards the basket, cutting to the lane, like, pick and rolls." Like they do pick and rolls now, but they're looking to but they're looking shoot in the corner. Yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna get the pick. The guy's gonna roll. He's gonna feed it inside. The guy's gonna collapse on him. He's gonna kick it to the open guy it's, in the corner. I, I I've seen it. I know exactly what it is. I'm confused why they haven't. And I guess it's because nobody attempts playing defense. Like, why hasn't a team brought out a a zone to where you you can. Like I know NBA players make shots. People in their face from mm-hmm. thirty feet. Right, it's hard to guard. But again, instead of you know chasing everybody man to man, looking for this kick out in the corner because you know what right. everybody's going to do, right. instead of playing that playing that game, why don't we stand fucking still on defense and let you guys <laughs> just move? Figure out like mm. playing against a zone defense is, is you can fit that there's there's called zone beaters. It's just like in like in a football game uh-huh. where if you see this coverage, you've got certain beaters to the coverage. There are beaters, but you still got to you'll find holes, but you got to execute it. Mm-hmm. And that that's the hard part with basketball and the holes in, on his own defense is that it is executing like you know which shot's going to be so you got to make pass 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 get it to that shot and then if he misses it's almost demoralizing mm-hmm. because you did everything the right way but you didn't hit the shot and in basketball you you know as well as I know most fifty percent is where everybody mostly shoots right so it is kind of demoralizing to play and and if you look and if you looked at that picture again and. Obviously, notice that today's basketball is all around the three-point line. Soon, we're going to see a little spot that's just right over half court from where everybody <laughs> for keeps pulling for, for four. That's where everybody's <laughs> just pulling from it now. Steph, Dame, as soon as they get across the half-course line. Right, the, half the logo. Line, the logo. That's They're going to have a little bit from right the there. All right, let's keep count. Logo Dame. Tanner, I want to see if we, when we can get to uh, get to the number. So, Jordan had eight years mm-hmm. of 30 points a game. So, how many did I say LeBron had so far? Two? Two. two. Shaq had how many? Zero. None. Zero. How about Kevin Durant? Mm-hmm. Two. This year he's over. We're not counting it until he finishes mm-hmm. it. But he's over right now at 30.9. He's had two in his career. So LeBron, two. Kevin Durant, two. There's four, four, right? So yeah. who's the next best scorer in today? You want to go James Harden? Yeah. 
I think he's done it once. Let's go James Harden. He's done it more than that. He's done it three times? Yes. Okay. So there's seven. So that's seven. So Tanner, your heroes, per se, your folks that are playing in today's league, the three best scorers in the league, LeBron James, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, in their careers added up together, almost 30 years of playing, it is 30-some years of playing, still have less 30-point seasons than Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. That's including Shaq. You'll throw Shaq in there because he's got zero. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised LeBron only had two. It seemed like he would have more. Uh-uh. Like, LeBron can score, but, but I mean, I can sit here and say there is more to his game. He does want to get guys open and, and obviously yeah. find the wide-open guy, so that takes away from the shots that he would take. But that's the same thing that I, I like to hold over him sometimes is, I want you taking that shot instead of somebody else. Have you else. heard my uh, Space Jam comparison? No. No. You Have you seen Space Jam? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen the first one. Yes? Yeah. You have. Do you remember how the game ends? Uh, no. So Jordan jumps from half court. Two monsters try to grab him. He yeah. steps on them, steps through them. They grab him. He stretches Tanner from half court, his arm, 20-some feet, and dunks it to end the game. Now, Space Jam 2, they draw up the play. For LeBron, what's his favorite play? His favorite play is to draw the double team and kick it to Porky Pig in the corner. (laughs) So Jordan dunks it to save humanity from slavery, (laughs) and LeBron would pass it to Porky Pig and hope he hit it because that's the right basketball play. Correct? Yeah. That's the difference between the two. Best thing you can say is Space Jam. Like, Jordan dunked on aliens to save us all from being slaves. LeBron's play, they would draw it up for him to kick it to Porky. Or Sylvester or whoever the hell else. I just, I just, I just. How about the Tasmanian Devil firing up? When, when, I, when I saw that graphic, I immediately, I was like. You talking about the shooting? Yeah, stuff? the shooting graphic. I immediately said, I was going to quote it, but I decided <laughs> not to on Twitter. I was just like, you know what? But this is why I don't like today's NBA game. I like players. This is why I like watching John Wall play. Because John Wall is still your old school basket, really your mm-hmm. your point guard. He's not just sitting there at the three point line facilitating and trying to shoot the three all the time. I mean, he's slashing and driving the basket. He's still getting you the ten assists that he can per game. He's playing defense. He's super fast. Like I like guys. That's why I like watching Giannis. Sure, his game is not crystal clean, and he's got all the cool crossovers. Mm-hmm. He just powers everybody down low, and you can't stop him. My proposal is to. If nobody's going to play any defense and we're all shooting for 50, I was doing a shooting threes anyway. And think about it. You tell me bigger, faster, stronger, but is anybody bigger, faster, stronger than Shaq in the league right now? Bigger and stronger? Probably not. Is anybody dunk better than Vince Carter? No. It's, no. Been, it's been 20 no. years since that happened. No. It's been 20 years since Carter's dunk contest. And we're sitting here. Talk about bigger, fast, stronger. So if that's the case, Hunter, why don't we move the goals up to 11 feet? <laughs> if why y'all not? are bigger, faster, stronger. Why not? And you're better. Let's go to 11 feet. Dwight Howard dunked on a 12-foot goal. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this stuff's yeah. <laughs> One more inch isn't going to do nothing. Uh, that's a foot. 10-foot to 11-foot. That's a foot, not an inch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Kirby Bryant an inch is not in a anything. game was wondering why his shot was off. And he said, I believe that rim might be a quarter of an inch off. Yeah. And guess what they did? They went out there, checked it. He was right. 
Now, those pros know. <laughs> for some, somehow, those pros know. They can just tell. Well, you know where your shot usually comes off at uh-huh. or how it goes. So if you're out there shooting and from a certain spot, so Dennis Rodman, best way to ex- explain Rodman is is he would watch tape mm-hmm. and say, so say he's playing against Barkley. So he would watch the last three or four games of Barkley's tape, and every time he shot, he would put opposite side, mm-hmm. short side. So if Barkley so he could shot, put himself in position when, right. when he was getting ready so to So when shoot Charles the had the ball, if he missed the majority of his shots on the backside, he would be yeah. on the backside. Right. Uh, or work that way. So Rodman studied rebounding tape that way, and he was really one of the first people to do that. And, and that's where what I'm kind of going with the shots. Yeah. With that on it, it, it is, is knowing where, where they're going to shoot it. Um, damn it! I just I keep looking at those numbers like that is crazy. Uh, Thirty points a game mm-hmm. is just I don't I don't think people realize it, it, how how freaking good that is and was to get. You know he's gonna get thirty tonight, average thirty. You can't even say that about anybody in the history of the game. The average in thirty tonight. But yeah, but who has season. the most ten assists a game? So what do you mean? Most games with ten assists. Most games yeah. with ten assists. It's probably Jason Kidd, but I can might be able to look that up. You can look up anything. I was might even, be John. Stockton. I was gonna say I was gonna say John Stockton, but <sighs> single game leaders for assists. That's not what I was looking for. Scott Scowls has the most in one game, thirty. I guess he didn't want to shoot the ball tonight. <laughs> Stockton's, Stockton's got the next three with 28, 27, 26. Jeez. Most NBA games of Tennessee. Here's one. NBA, Stockton. Uh, that's not what it is. Let's see. That was the leader. That was even the picture was supposed to be. Most career assists. That is kind of a weird uh, stat. Um, I might have to do some research to, to, to find that. NBA most 10 plus assists in a game. That's the two tens. That's by team. Uh, that's gonna be hard to find. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, it's hard to find. Yeah, that would be tough. Tanner, that's kind of a most ten yeah. assist games in the NBA playoffs. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on, you almost had it on that yeah. one. <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's just they're just trying to narrow it down to weird, weird statistics. Well, who has them out of the leading scorers? <laughs> You talk about the most assist? Yeah. Like out of LeBron, KD, all them. Well, LeBron will have more assists because he's probably, he plays more of the point forward position. It's a hybrid of the point guard and small forward or power forward, however you want to call it. So, uh, uh, you know, you, you can look at it, you know, different when, when, when are we going to make that a start a starting five uh, position? I play the point forward. We got these guys now that are positionless. Never. I don't basically I don't positionless. Any, they don't have any positions anymore. It, it's it's what is position? You know, well, here this talk, is talking this stuff. This is know, what I know. My position in the future is just going to no. Be. It's not because this is what they do now. It's they don't even they you know they don't put point guard, shooting guard, small. They just put guard, guard, forward, 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 mm-hmm. or center mm-hmm. if you have one. That's just what they do. Or guard, 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 forward, forward. It just it just depends. They don't call them point guard, shooting guards anymore. It's, they call him one guard, two guard, forward, forward, center. That's it. That's it. That's it. They, they just don't call them the point guards and shooting guards anymore. They just don't. They call them one guard, two guard. Well, they just call them guards. It's just, 
That's stupid. They, it, 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 but basketball now has become, with the players, they're basically positionless ah. because you can play them at any positions. Wow. Sometimes. I, I found a list. Wow. Not the not what he asked. Uh-huh. This is a list uh-huh. of 30-point seasons all time. Wow. <laughs> and Jordan is way dominant. Um, just, just look, geez, this is crazy. All right, so last person to do it. Damn, this is a long time ago. That this ain't right. This is this is this is the article is 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 old from let's say ten years ago, but it's still so twenty eleven. It's still what we need since then. Okay, uh, I know we've got we just talked hard on them, uh-huh. right? D Wade in 09, LeBron in 08, Kobe in 07. 2006, This is the year after the hand checking rule changes in the three second. Uh, rules. Kobe, Iverson, and LeBron averaged 31. So one of LeBron's 30-point years, according to this thing, has an asterisk next to it as far as the scoring. <laughs> AI in 2005, Tracy McGrady and Kobe in 2003, AI twice. So Iverson's got three, four. So he's your man. When you when you, That's the next closest. Dominique won, Bernard King won, Adrian Dantley three. George Gervin, two. Moses Malone, one. Jordan, eight. Dominique Wilkins, I got for two. Carl Malone, one. Mailman. I don't know if Kareem ever did it. I know Wilt did it. Like, <laughs> they don't have that. That was, that was a man amongst boys in yeah, a professional He's league. got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight. He only did it seven straight times. He might have not might not have done it, Hunter. <laughs> I mean, think about that. If he didn't do it. <laughs> Jordan's got eight. Let's count them. I, I'm pretty sure. No, he don't. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wilt's got nine. Man. One of them's a 50.4. 50. 50. I mean, what I say, it was a man amongst boys at that time. He uh, His field goal percentage was only 51% that year. But he shot a hunter. Thirty-nine point yeah. five shots a game. Oh my God. <laughs> How big of a turd would fans today if he shot that? If Dwight of- Howard came out there tomorrow night, draw shot thirty-nine times. Thirty-nine attempts. Good lord. It'd be all over Twitter. Think about this. That year he averaged, get this, Hunter, averaged twenty makes a game. 20 makes. That 20, means even if he shot 39 times, he made 20 of them. He made 20 makes a game. So for your idea, only five players in the NBA, well, let's round up, six, seven, eight, eight, nine players in the NBA averaged 20 shots. He had 20 makes oh, Jesus, a man. game. Here's here's the only people that had more. Luka Doncic makes 20, takes 21. <laughs> Jason Tatum takes 21. And Bradley Bill right now, Hunter, 26 shots a game. <laughs> I know. We just won. We just won the other night. Speaking of that, we're just talking about regular season basketball. That shit was crazy. <laughs> so, wait a minute. So, let me, and like I was talking to my friend about regular season basketball, I said, dude, come the fuck on. Yeah. The Cavs have beat the Nets twice. Right. And the Wizards just beat them, scored yeah. 149. <laughs> In regulation, not even overtime. And then the Lakers got beat by the Detroit Pistons by 15 points. I know. 
It's don't tell me they're they're playing for real. No, don't tell me they're being serious. The guys out there might be, but damn, they got the Lakers got beat by fifteen points by <laughs> the, the, the damn Pistons. Oh, oh God, man. I think even the Hornets beat them. Uh, <laughs> Wizards Hornets went, beat the Nets too. So Wizards last night, the the or, or this week, the Wizards who are in the last in the East beat the Nets, and the Pistons who are next to last in the East beat the Lakers. And the second. Hornets beat the Bucks. And the Hornets beat the Bucks. Yeah, Hornets are in the playoffs right now. Right now, I'll tell you what. It's nine I'll and tell, eleven. Listen, I'm gonna tell you what. They're gonna make a push for the eight spot. I know some people they might, might not care, but I'm telling There's you. There's like seven teams doing it. They're going to make a push for the eighth spot. There's seven I, teams trying not to suck the worst. And I think it's because of Gordon Hayward, 100%. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's balling the hell out. I'm so happy to see him outside of Boston in a place where he can thrive. I love to see it. The fact that he's the first scoring option on this team. That's he's what so, he was for Utah. He's, he's so big. He's so big. People and, don't realize how and big he's, he is. And, and people don't realize his game is versatile. He yeah. can shoot the three. He can shoot the mid-range, drive the basket. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, because of his size, he can have a kind of a post-up game. He's, Obviously not on a big seven-footer, but he's I mean, 20, he's got one. 23rd in the league in scoring, averaging 23 a game with five points and four assists from Gordon Hayward. But to go back, I will not be watching much regular season basketball, though, even after NFL is off. He's averaging more than Devin Booker this year. I think Booker Donovan, shots... Donovan think, Mitchell. Yeah. I think, I think his shots will be down a little bit this year, Booker, because of Chris Paul being on board. He's going to try and get more people involved. It's not just going to be the Devin Booker show. So uh, that doesn't really surprise me. Hmm. And, uh, oh, uh, the Utah, they had their 11-game win streak snapped. Uh, they were they were really rolling. So. I don't even know what to think. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either because, look, we're going to sit here and talk about I think. Utah is either first or second in the West, but guess what? I think they could get beat by the fifth or sixth seed, like or the seventh seed. Like I just don't know. Had an idea. Regular, regular season to me is just like eh. Had an idea. So what you guys think? Yep. Uh, Kobe was was he Nike? Kobe was a Nike when he yes. was, when he was done. Yeah, because I knew he was Adidas at first. Couldn't mm-hmm. remember. He was Nike. Since Kobe was Nike, what about a Jordan Kobe special edition? Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. Lakers colors or whatever, but had the Jordan logo, but with a ponytail for his daughter. Oh, for Gianna. Mm-hmm. Think about Jordan logo with a ponytail mm-hmm. to sell to girls. Right. And and whoever. Right. If, if, me and right. if they want them. Right. But, I, but a women's version basketball and you, and you a put, Jordan version Jordan logo yeah but add a ponytail and then to instead it. of having Air Jordan on the front like on the ta- on well, you the, still have that Wait, no, no, whoa, no, whoa, no, whoa. No, no, we're no, not no, going to take Jordan's name. he's no, not going to take no, his no, name no. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying you take Jordan off of right, it right, I'm just right. saying sometimes on the on the, uh, the, tab the on the tongue Jordan. it says Air Jordan sometimes it says on the tongue yeah. or on the tab you could have 8 or 24 on it I'm telling you as soon as you said, and putting Gianna on there, Gianna on there would be very nice. But as soon as you said Kobe and Michael, I'm surprised they haven't already done it. I want I, I, I really Jordan have. logo with a ponytail. I, I really shoes, have some purple and gold. I mean, he's made so many different shoes. Technically, Kobe was not a Jordan <laughs> brand no, athlete, right? But I mean, who cares? They would sell. Oh my God! They, they might be the most. Like they might be. 
for people that are, are that really Girl basketball covet, players about it. That yeah, oh yeah. For people that covet shoes and are shoe collectors, mm-hmm. like sneakerheads, they'd be all over it because it, it was it would be like a tribute shoe, a do one time. You, do you think we should uh, let's do a mock up and send it to Nike and and have them send us a rejection letter? I, do you know who um, you know who Larry Johnson is? Um, was Grandmama? Do you know Grandmama? Ever heard of it? No. Wow. Okay. So Larry Johnson, I'm gonna pull this up. Give me, a, give me, give me just two seconds, Tanner. I'm gonna have you pull, pull, pull it up. LJ was a Charlotte Hornet. Played on UNLV, the Running Rebels, the <laughs> famous team that got beat, undefeated team that got beat by Duke. Um. So they had this this campaign in Charlotte. Pull it up. You got him? Uh, yeah, we're we're there. All right. So this is Grandma Ma. <laughs> That's what you, LJ. What you think about him? <laughs> That's LJ, and I'm not talking LeBron James. Larry. This is the original L. That's LBJ. Yeah. No, he was Lyndon Baines Johnson. Can't be that either. That was a president. Anyways. All right. This is Larry Johnson, also known as <laughs> Grandma Ma. So the com- the commercials, Tanner. You know, it'd be you know the, you've seen Kyrie's Uncle Drew. This is yeah. what they stole it from. This is straight up thievery. <laughs> Of Larry Johnson robbery. in in his dress. So LJ, they used to have Converse commercials where he's just dunking on people in 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 a, in a dress and everything. It's funny, <laughs> it, but his name was Grandma Ma. Uh, was his name? So it's like you know, Superman puts on his outfit. He's not Clark Kent anymore. He's he's Superman. So he was Larry Johnson was Grandma Ma. So what's interesting, fun fun like backstory on it is that Grandma Ma. This idea was invented by my fifth grade teacher over <laughs> here in Cherville. And he sent it to Converse, okay? Converse didn't write him a letter back. Nice, cute idea. Uh, you know, fuck off, basically. Mm-hmm. A year later, they're running this. They're running these commercials and stuff. He comes out, it's like, that's the exact same thing I sent right. to them. And he sued Adidas <coughs> and won because he had sent it and they had sent back the, you know, there's a confirmation letter, basically, you know, and everything. And then mm-hmm. they come back and he sued them for this and, and ended up winning. Uh, some money off of it in, in it, but LJ, LJ was fantastic. There's the story of Grandma Ma. I guess we could go home and watch it on, on YouTube. But they filmed the videos over here in, in the old <laughs> Dallas gym, and it looks just like a you know you see the commercials, just an old old gym, or whatever. And um, that's where we used to play our little All Star games at. So we were so pumped mm-hmm. that we got to go over that, that Larry Johnson's in there, you know, dunking on those goals, <laughs> knowing that, like those he can't be, he better not hold on too hard. He's gonna rip the whole building yeah. down. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, but we could, Grandma hey, Ma. Hey, we could do that. Go ahead, type it up, send it over to Jordan, Nike, whoever you want to do it. We'll, we'll, we'll I'll personally deliver it down here Air to Michael. Air Gigi's. I'll just person, yeah, Air Gigi's. There you go. There you go. Hey, Air Giannis. Or Air, you could go them Air Bryant, seeing how they're both last name is Bryant, Kobe and Gianna. So. Yeah. But I, 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 you know, just thinking, you know, Grandma Ma, that was a good promotion. Those shoes were badass, too. Like the Larry Johnson shoes, Charlotte Hornet colors. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Anything. Ahead, I, I'm seriously anything that is old school Charlotte Hornets colors is badass I'm to me. Pull those like think about quick. it. Even those crazy retro like foam cups that have the they're like teal and pull purple. I'm like those are, those are Hornets colors. Check these out. <coughs> so those are the LJs are on the on the left. The other two are Kevin Johnsons. So you had this. This was one of the first um, 
lace protectors here on the left. Purple and teal. You got a little, got a little picture there with the LJs. There's you a better look at the black versions of them. And I love those straps. They had the Air Max bubbles in them. Things were comfy. Nose things were hot. <laughs> Check out them teal ones, Hunter. Whew. Those are sick. <laughs> man. The teal LJs. Everybody rock these, man. They shouldn't make Hornets wear those. How cool it is. And now LaMelo Ball has stole his number. <laughs> these, these are the ones that I had. These right here. Um, they, uh... What they selling for right now? Three hundred and thirty-three dollars. Yeah, you can miss me with that. Sorry. Wow, I didn't expect that. Oh. Th those are some of my favorite. Th these these are the ones I had. <laughs> I didn't have the black ones or the teal ones. I had the white version that had a couple more extra colors on it. Yeah. Th these are the ones. These are the exact ones that I had. And I played basketball in is these mm. white ones. Um, you know, Barkley. I, I would go with. Uh, this is. I mean, this is all time favorite right here. Um, I've got a pair of Converse. They actually made Hunter. I'm gonna see if I can pull it up. Converse made a pair of Hornets, just straight up Hornets kicks. Yeah, and I've got them somewhere. Uh, a long, long time ago. Let's see if I can find it. They even had the Hornets look. Here they are. Yep, check them out. Like they made team shoes back then. You could buy. Look at this. Ooh. Look at this, Hunter. Yeah. Old Converses. It's got the Hornets logo on it, and on yeah. the back it says Hornets. Nice, but that—that's so you could buy like team team mm -hmm. shoes. Like so you could buy the Bulls or, oh, well, or whoever. This, this just came across. Those are the, the Agassiz. This just came across the ticker. You won't really care much about it, Kevin. Ooh. But the Atlanta Braves are hiring oh. Chipper Jones as a part-time role as the major league hitting coach. Oh, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I know that's what I meant. You won't care, <laughs> but this is Braves country, and I care. All right, these are set real quick. Uh, while we're talking Hornets shoes, um, these are sick, by the way. <laughs> but <clears throat> I want a pair of these. Uh, these are some of my favorite Jordans of all time. Is is the Hornet colored ones? Mm. The these are the ones that they, these had. And, and I don't, if you don't know much about Jordans, a lot of these shoes, like they were the, one of the first ones. They started listing his accomplishments on the bottom on his shoes. So these with the stripes on the bottoms, they look like Hornet shoes. Another one that they made was in when they made the ones in Carolina colors, those things could get really nice. Those in Carolina colors look, are sick as can be. And yeah. I, I do want to talk about one or two other more shoes real quick. Um, I did not like these too much. Um, a lot of people, a ton of people had those. Um, they just, they just looked weird for me. <laughs> but these right here, Hunter, Air Jordan 13. I want to talk real quick about them before we go. A little fun story for, for Tanner here. So, long, long time ago, Tanner, there was a boy who played basketball. <laughs> um, and, you know, you got lockers in, in high school and everything. I'm, I'm going to pull up the exact ones I had. Here's the ones I had. Um, is Air Jordan 13s. I wore these in high school. And one day in my locker, Tanner, I come to open it up. My locker was open and my shoes were missing. Ooh. Somebody had stole my Jordans. But I could kind of identify them because on this back corner on the left here, there was a black little scuff mark. And then where I had took a charge and slid back one time, I had scratched the hologram on the side there a little bit. So how about I'm sitting, you know, I tell the resource officer, I'll, you know, missing my Jordans and everything. I see a dude wearing them in school. 
Now, yeah. I, I, I wear a 10 and a half. Right. I think back then it was like an eight and a half or nine. This dude that stole it was like the defensive tackle on the football team. He's six four, three hundred pounds. Those things were just squealing. The tongues. He had them out. Oh God! Because he couldn't fit in his shoe. So he basically had his toes in the shoe with the tongue out. And the resource officer told me he couldn't do nothing about it. That I couldn't prove that they were mine. I'm like, they have the two scuffs I told you about before I even uh-huh. last time we talked, right. and. These are four sizes too big for this dude, too small for the him. Yeah, you're telling me I can't. <coughs> so he he wouldn't he wouldn't do anything about it. Jeez. So how about about a month later, um, there is a school sh- uh, a it wasn't a school shooting mm. but an accidental shot fired on school campus. Right. How about it was this dude wearing my Jordans, <laughs> shot a hole in his own foot through my Jordans. Oh no. <laughs> Dang, man. What kind of karma is that? Karma's a bitch. <laughs> Stole my Jordans and was showing off a gun to a friend on, on, on school campus in the car and shot himself in the foot through my Jordans. Hmm. I asked the resource officer if I could have my shoes back now. <laughs> Get back some bloody he, shoes. They still, ain't even white no he more. He still said no. <laughs> Them shoes ain't even white no more. There's blood no. all in them. No, it's just crazy. It's crazy. So you think your Braves? Go, you think Shipper's gonna help him, Hunter? I mean, he's, he's I gonna just chew tobacco in the corner. I don't think he's gonna hurt him. I don't think oh, it hurts. Hurt, I don't. Right. He's not gonna hurt. I mean, having him in, if anything, having him in the clubhouse because it is just part time. I think one it gives oh, okay. one it gives him something to do than just go hunting all the time. I think maybe he wanted to get back in. Mm-hmm. You know, those players when they retire, they want to be part of the game still at somehow. Uh, and two, I mean, him giving because we are a young baseball team, having him in the in there and giving advice and, and whatnot, it won't hurt. It won't hurt at all. Also, just small baseball blip. Uh, Players Association is, is looking at doing a 154 game season this year. That they're proposing that. So I don't know. Why? I thought I thought they were going to do 162. Why? I don't know why you're cutting down because they want to. They are in fact going to do an extended postseason if they do that. More playoff games. So well, good, but still I don't fuck. Um I don't think it's enough games taken off. It but, says yeah. Brady will definitely consider playing past forty five. Does LeBron play till he's forty five? He plays yes. he plays till Bronny's in the league. My thing oh here's another question, Tanner. Is he on HGH? LeBron mm-hmm. or Tom? LeBron. And put it this way, would the NBA be against it? No, they wouldn't be against no. it. That's where I want to get to. Would the NBA not have financial benefits if he played for a long time? If LeBron played till he was 50. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Honest to God, I I really thought (coughs) that Michael wasn't going to quit. I thought he was going to be like, you know, you remember P90X came out? Mm -hmm. I honestly honestly thought we looked at each other and everybody's like, he's going to do P90X. And just be fine. And at 42. Like, the best shape like, of his life. Like, really. And I thought somebody would convince him that. Be like, look, Michael, even the guy that did it was like in his 40s that, that, mm-hmm. that did the program of P90X. And I always thought, like, if that guy can look like that, <laughs> right. Michael damn Jordan can do it. Mm-hmm. And he likes cigars and alcohol too much. It's all about what your interests are. And and I, and I, and one thing that I always hold on, the reason why I think he finally walked away when he did, was because of that scoring average. He's the only one to still average 30. I don't, right. I don't think he wanted that. I, he's, well, 
Wilt did average 30, mm-hmm. but it's 30.012 against 30.1-something. Mm-hmm. So if he went down even a half a point, Wilt he could have got behind Wilt. And now he retires as the all-time leading scorer, six rings. What do you say? But I honestly thought, like, if anybody's going to sit there and play till they're 50 and just go out there because they like playing and, right. and they just want to whip somebody, it was going to be him. Mm-hmm. But uh, is the NBA not financially, like, would look the other way? If not, if not even supply it, if not even encourage it, I don't know. That. I'm not saying that's what they're doing. Oh, I know. What I'm, I'm just... saying is that let's say let's say you're LeBron's camp, and he comes to you. You'll say you're Adam Silver. I'm like, look, we're thinking about taking HGH for the next five years. Hmm. Are you against it? No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be against it. I don't think so either. I think they I, they wouldn't be against it because I mean he's still a draw, right? While he's there, he's still a draw. That's why everybody said they thought basketball died when Michael retired. Right. Physically speaking, he's in fantastic shape to for his age. Mm-hmm. That's why I say, is he really taking something? Like, we look at Brady. He doesn't look like he's no. taking all this extra stuff. Look at LeBron at extra age 39 being in shape and ripped, <laughs> never having any injuries in his career. Like, so what's going to take him down? Mm. If it's old age, you're, you're looking at age 50. Right. If if it's, but if it's a knee or an Achilles or something like that, then that changes things. Mm-hmm. But again, he's down to twenty two points a game this year. That was Jordan when he was his when he was with the Wizards. Mm-hmm. So, how low does that number? Does he let that number get to? Is know. that the determining I, I, factor? We're like, I can't average twenty. What is it? He's late thirties. I think he's thirty seven now, almost thirty eight right. or something. He can play. I seriously think he wants to at least. I think it's like, just like a. Um, uh, a sentimental thing if he plays until Bronny gets in the league. That's what he said he would. What if Bronny he don't get do. in the league? What are you <laughs> talking about? Has anybody ever what? thought about that? Then he retired. I mean, what if my, your son doesn't make hey, the NBA? Like, my, hey, I'm going to play until my son listen, makes it. Michael's sons did not No. Marcus, no, they didn't make it. How many sons have made it in the NBA? Hardaway Jr.'s son made it. Okay. Um... It's tough. It's tough. It doesn't very rarely do they. Shakif. Shake- what's his name? Shakif. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, Sharif. He's got an opportunity. Here's but. here's the list of second generational players. Before we get out of here, Cole Anthony. That's right. Yeah, he did make it. Bowl Bowl. Yep. Devin Booker. Okay. His dad played. I I didn't. I don't know who Melvin Booker is. Kobe Bryant's father played. Mm-hmm. Rex Chapman's father played. Okay. But, again, none of these people that you've – like, how many of them are good, good? Right. The Currys. Okay. Okay. You can go with that. The Dunleavies, senior and junior. The Patrick Ewings, senior and junior. Sabonis and his boy. Harvey Grant and his two in the league oh, now. Yeah. Jeremy and Jerry. Jerry. Yep. Hardaway and Hardaway Jr. You mentioned him. Uh, George Carl, Cody Carl, John Lucas, John Lucas Jr., Sean May, Scott May, Larry Nance, Larry Nance Jr., mm-hmm. Gary Payton. I didn't know his dad played in the league. Um, Glenn Rice, yeah. Glenn Rice Jr. Yeah, his son played. Yeah, his son the, played at Michigan. Doc and Austin Rivers, Glenn Robinson, Arvidas and Devontae Sabonis. 
John no, Stockton's no, his, kid played. Uh, Rice's son didn't play at Michigan. It was Robinson's son that played at Michigan. Right. He played alongside Hardaway Jr. Clay Thompson and Michael Thompson. That might be one of the best ones. Mm-hmm. It, it, it might be. Um, Luke Walton and Bill Bill Walton. Did you know Andrew Wiggins' father played in the league? I did not. Did not either. So there's your list. Um, they didn't have Sabonis on there. Yeah, I said Sabonis. Oh, you did? Oh. I said Arvidas and DeMontis. You were... You were making a point about um, Doc Rivers when I mm. was reading that one. Or Robinson. You was talking about Robinson. Oh, right, right, right. That, yeah. was, that was, that was that's the one right one. before Sabonis, so Arvidas and DeMontis. So, you know, uh, there is some, but of those, how many stars had a son that was a star? Right. Like, Dale Curry wasn't a star. Mm-mm. Michael Thompson wasn't a star. Clay and Steph are. Mm-hmm. Um. Patrick Ewing's son, no. Um, I'm just trying to think close. Press and Pete Maravich, but damn, that's a long time ago. I don't know if Press was a star. Um, you know, Kobe's daddy wasn't a star. Tim Hardaway, that's pretty. That, those are pretty. Tim uh, Hardaway senior was damn good. Oh, and Junior's not bad. I mean, right. he ain't his but he's daddy. Not a star. No, but he's not bad. I mean, he plays really good. But I think my point, Hunter, was trying to make is it's hard to get star star. He may play. Mm-hmm. He may. Uh, the Vanderways. I didn't. I did not. I would not have thought there were two. Vanderways the only other the one I can think of is is whenever Dwayne's son get in. Uh, but you never know how he'll turn out. We'll see how Wade's son get in. Which does. one? All right, I don't want to hear that. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. No. 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 no All right. No. Wednesday. Uh, me and Hunter's gonna do our best to uh, with Zach to, and we're gonna get Zach's predictions for the Super Bowl this weekend. Uh, Chiefs <laughs> and Bucks will face off. And we're going to talk about that on Wednesday and more. Uh, I need to get Gene to give us a call and talk about his uh, – we may give him – he called Saturday, but um likes it a little bit more. Man, he might be in town. Maybe he might want to come in. But I do want to talk to him sometime in the next week or so about that. They got their first victory this weekend, uh, first game of the season. He got ice cold. He got to bath up in Surrey County. I'm sure that was cold as shit. Yeah, um, Jesus. And we're going to talk about that, NBA and more, on Wednesday. Uh, go ahead and play some Playmakers, Tanner. You can play it. Take us, take us away, sir. But the key is, you gotta turn the simple phone on. Actually, you don't. You just gotta do this. There you go. Thank you for watching another Shock Jocks Sports Podcast. This is season two, episode eight or nine. I can't remember what I wrote down on the board, but thank you very much. Hunter Yancey, Tanner Howard, helping me. Tanner's gonna do some more. That song's fun. You don't talk about it. Do what you do when you want to be me.